Thank you, Barry. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties. Storm, is that the best you've got, really? I was expecting to get up this morning and, and see trees ripped out of the ground, cats flying through the air, and my little polo being buffeted. It was buffeted a little bit between Junction 7 and Junction 9 on the M1. That's it! Well, the weather is affecting the trains. What trains there are, I'll tell you how in a bit. Other news this morning. Three national agencies have been brought in to sort out two of our local hospitals, Milton Keynes and Bedford. Well, Paul Scoynes will be bringing us the latest. And Jeremy Paxman... Paxo, the Paxman. He's been ticking off litter bugs. Well, we're sending our own little yobbo, Justin Dealey, out with a pocket full of rubbish. Can you guess what's going to happen? Yes, he's going to end up chasing an empty packet of Benson and Hedges around Luton. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The storm, which... Are we going to do the storm or should we play a song first? What do you think? Should we play a song first? Let's play a song first, shall we? What a weekend it's been. We lost Lou Reed. It's been a terrible weekend for me. My aunt died, the rabbit died, and now Lou Reed has died. Terrible. To top that, I come in this morning and see John McVie, the bass player from Fleetwood Mac, has got cancer. Oh, dear. Well, we thought we'd play a Lou Reed song, and we didn't want to uh, do the usual uh, perfect day. Thought it was a little bit too maudlin, or uh, walk on the wild side, a little bit too obvious. So we thought we'd go for something a little bit more joyous. You don't hear this on the radio very often. Ah, Lou Reed. Pass of the weekend. And most of the papers. Listen, I wasn't a huge, a huge Lou Reed fan, but wasn't isn't the world wasn't the world better knowing he was around? Uh, most of the papers playing tributes to uh, Lou Reed, apart from the Mail, which takes this opportunity to have a swipe at his uh, his gay and drug lifestyle. Thanks, Daily Mail. Nice one. Well done, you guys. Now, the storm which has hit overnight is causing problems across the three counties, and the trains are no exception. Greater Anglia are warning there'll be no trains before nine a.m. There'll be no East Midland trains uh, at all between Bedford and St Pancras and Bedford and a reduced timetable running from Bedford North. And Chiltern Railways are planning a full service but warn of disruption if trees get blown onto the line. Well, we can catch up now with Francis Thomas from uh, London Midland. Good morning, Francis. Good morning, Ian. Francis, what's the situation in the minute with your service? Better than we'd hoped for. Uh, thankfully, we've managed to avoid the worst of the weather and we're going to try and run as full a service as we can today. Uh, so, as, as far as we're aware, are, are there any cancellations at all? Uh, not at the moment. I, I was able to check about 10, 15 minutes ago, and we were aiming to run a full service. Now, inevitably, we're still in the hands of the weather, but at the moment, the uh, the high winds that we were expecting overnight haven't materialised, so we've been consulting with the weather service and network rail, and we're going to keep the lines open and run the best service we can today. What's the latest you've heard on the weather, Francis? It was a little bit, I don't know if disappointing is the right word, but the, the, the storm last night didn't really take off. Have you heard that it, it may yet get worse? Well, we were told at half past three this morning that we've, as far as the London Midland network is concerned, we've managed to avoid the worst of things. Okay. So we, so we did have plans potentially to cancel trains, but we've now gone back to the original timetable and said let's try and run the best timetable we can today for our passengers uh, and just in case passengers want to keep in in touch this morning where's the best place for them to go to find out any latest developments three places 
Follow us on Twitter. You'll get the updated information on your phone. Go to our website or listen to your BBC local radio station. Francis, finally, why do you think some of the other uh, train companies uh, have not done as well as you have? You've you've kept the trains running. Lots of them have cancelled. Why is that, do you think? And partly it's luck. You know, the the, the wind can change, direction can change. So we've been fortunate. We haven't got the coastal exposure that, say, southern railways have or or southwestern or southeastern. And that, that's always where the weather's going to be at its worst. Francis, I appreciate your time this morning. Francis Thomas uh, from London Midland saying that the, the trains are running as normal at the moment there. He's, he's, of course, keep listening to BBC Three Counties Radio uh, for the latest on what's going on. Did you prepare for the storm last night? We took in all our garden furniture. Took in the rabbit, that's a different story. But did you prepare? I was very disappointed this morning to wake up and find it was just a bit breezy. And there was some rain. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Is that the storm? Is there any more coming? We'll get the weather in about half an hour, but disappointing. It was a bit blustery on the M1, but really, really, what did you do to prepare for the storm? Have you woken up and gone, oh no, is that it? Is that it? We knew it was going to be a damp squib, didn't we? Well, and by the way, what is a damp squib? Bill Sheldrake, BBC, Three Counties Radio. Bill, come on, admit it. You're disappointed when you woke up this morning and you saw trees were still in the ground, weren't you? Well, I'm not supposed to be here this morning. I was, I've been brought in as an oh. extra pair of hands for BBC Three Counties Radio. And yes, I am disappointed. You're an extra pair of hands relief. Is that you, you, you've come in to fill in for someone, have you? Uh, well, well, yes, that's right. Let's go to the details of the operational oh, okay. arrangements. But, but, it's good to have, but it's good to have you on board again, Bill, and, and good to know that we can count on you in moments of emergency. Well, that now puts pressure on me. I'm now feeling incredibly nervous. I was thought, yeah. uh, feeling okay before you said oh, that. Oh, you better, you better be darn good than in the next 15 minutes, mister. <laughs> Speak to you soon. Ta-ta. Love a bit of Fleetwood Mac. John McVie's not very well. They've had to cancel their tour of Australia and New Zealand. The bass players got cancer. So, get well soon, John, and this is for you. This doesn't get played on the radio very often at all. About 30 seconds into it, you'll realise why. But this is fantastic. Bit of tusk. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, there have been more developments over the weekend involving Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals. Firstly, three national agencies have been brought in to try to resolve their problems. Our political reporter, Paul Scoynes, has been following developments and can tell us more. Good morning to you, Paul. Uh, These national agencies, what are they and why have they been brought in? Well, they are Monitor, which regulates healthcare uh, and is almost like the, the sort of overwatch board for foundation hospitals, the NHS Trust Development Authority and NHS England. Now, they're worried that the current provision might not be able to meet the needs of patients in Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes in the future. Now, you might wonder why you have to have so many people involved in, uh, in a sort of circumstance like this. Here's the official explanation. Monitor is involved because Milton Keynes is a foundation trust and it's in breach of its license by predicting these large losses of £17 million this year. Uh, the, the other organisation, the NHS Trust Development Authority, is supporting Bedford Hospital NHS Trust to address uh, a range of issues in clinical and uh, financial areas and that will hopefully help it to achieve st- sustainability in the long term. And NHS England is responsible for the two local commissioning groups which of course, the way that uh, hospital services are commissioned changed earlier this year and the structure of these clinical commissioning groups so nhs england is responsible for those areas so it, it is a, a large scale sort of intervention if you like how concerned are milton Keynes about this predicted overspend of 17 million pounds a year 
Well, they had a meeting last week um, at which the new chairman, Chris Meller, who incidentally Ian was the deputy chairman of Monitor until fairly recently, so fairly well connected, he said that the trust's finances were only going to get worse before they got better. The recent accounts put this deficit at around £8.8 million. They knew it was going to get worse, as there is almost, it's a horrible phrase, but a bit of a perfect storm of reasons coming together at the moment. You've got reductions in funding, increasing demand from patients, and it's getting towards winter, which is the Trust's busiest time of year. You've also got this added problem, uh, according to Chris Meller, that that because the, the Trust is relatively small, even though it's a fairly large hospital, it can't make the economies of scale that larger Trusts can. Now, you'll be talking to uh, Joe Harrison later this morning, uh, and I'm sure he'll go into a bit more detail on that. What are are these national bodies aiming to do, Paul? Uh, They say they're going to look at whether to carry out a comprehensive study of the local health provision, which will include working out what local people need and what what changes will be needed to meet them. Can can you feed the cat whilst you're doing a broadcast? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what you can hear in the background. He's not not holding anyone prisoner. How will Milton Keynes and Bedford fit into that? Well, the Milton Keynes, the CTG at Milton Keynes, has already re- uh, agreed to play a, a leading role in its partnership, and uh, Bedfordshire CCG will also take that final decision at a board meeting on the 6th of November. I suppose the idea is that the national partners will give some expert advice. They're used to these situations, if you like, and, and actually, uh, I was told last week by Joe Harrison that uh, Monitor, because they're aware of this situation, they are actually working towards helping it. They are making some, um, some changes. So I suppose this is the official announcement if you like, of, of what we said last week. Um, this local commissioning group, I suppose, they'll deal directly with the clinicians in the hospitals and the local people to try and put these plans into, into place to protect services. So what changes could this mean for the hospitals? Well... There's always been talk of a merger, I suppose, and um, that, that has come up relatively recently. However, um, Bed CCG earlier this week on, on your programme said there wasn't going to be one. Chris Meller said he wasn't convinced by a merger. Joe Harrison did tell me, though, there might be some more sharing of services. He said that Bedford Hospital does some things better than Milton Keynes, and indeed Milton Keynes does something better than Bedford, and it would be silly not to be able to take advantage of that. I think we'll know more after this meeting uh, in early November. Um, I think the prognosis for both hospitals in the long term is that they will continue to provide services. Milton Keynes is going to have a, a revamped A&E, uh, which will be sort of, uh, there'll, there'll be sort of plans to start that fairly soon. That's going to cost at least £20 million. Uh, and that will be, uh, quote, a common door. So you will turn up and if you need some GP services or if your ailment is better treated by GPs, there will be GPs there to treat it. It won't be like a doctor's surgery but they're basically saying that it's much cheaper to uh, treat some conditions with GPs than it is with uh, A&E doctors so they're looking to really quite radically change the way that, that A&E operates there. I think you know the question still is in the balance about what happens with children's services of course which have been moved or certainly some of them have been moved to Milton Keynes after the uh, paediatric department was, was so radically overhauled at Bedford uh, which, we've, which we've covered uh, you know, in great details so i think we'll know more in november and, and certainly you know we will wait to see what monitor say uh, and, and the other organizations about what happens at milton Keynes. paul thank you very much go and feed the cat please poor thing oh eight four five nine four double five five double five call oh eight four five nine four double five five double five bbc three counties radio 
morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. And, oh, I'm going to play a song, uh, and then after that, Catherine Boyle, who's there... Hello. ...and I will do the papers. If you want to join in, this bit's kind of a little bit... I, I won't say sloppy, because that makes it sound not very uh, well thought out. Um, no, sloppy's the perfect word. Loose. Loose. Sorry? It's not sounding good, is no, it? No, it's, it's getting worse. If you want to join in, give us a call now, and you can. 08459 455 555. I haven't heard that song for years, and I used to like that song. I, I even bought the album. The album's not very good. Uh, and I thought, oh, I wonder if I still like it. I do still like it. It's passed the test of time. A little bit of Macy Gray. Where is she these days? Apart from doing the voice of Marge Simpson. Where, where is she? No one knows? I don't know where she's gone. She was the thing at one point, wasn't she? She kind of blew it a bit, I think. Didn't she? Well, I don't think she was very interviewable. Or performable. No. She she had distractions, I think, was the yeah, polite way to say. Yeah, that's the way to say uh, it. Morning, this is Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is here. 08459 Hello. 555 If you want to uh, just chip in. You can just chip in. We're looking at the papers. Uh, th- a lot of it, it's about the storm. That, uh, kind of the storm that never was. Although the sun, uh, blue murder, as in blue, blow, chaos over 90 miles per hour winds, UK warned of worst storm in 26 years. Even, even, Michael Fish says, don't go out. What have you got there? The front of the express. 24 hours of storm chaos. Do you know what the storm chaos was in my back garden? I'd put a plant pot against the shed door. Wowzers. Yeah. Wow. Kept blowing open. Yeah. So it's going to rip that thing off. It's not really blown off, has it? No. It didn't really blow off last night. And and that's... I'm I'm disappointed. While I don't want people to have their cars damaged and and roofs blown off, I still would would, would have liked to have seen a few trees uprooted. Fences. I mean, my fence is ropey. Yep. Yeah, nothing. So, if you if you've been disappointed by the storm this morning, uh, we're having a phone in about a storm that actually never was. Well, hang on a minute. Don't say that. Remember what happened to Michael Fish? No, I, I'm going to. Co- You're I'm quite gonna, confident nothing's happened. I'm going to come out uh, as uh, my. This is not official BBC uh, propaganda. I mean the BBC line, by the way, dear listener. The storm has been a damp squib. It's been a disappointment. Shame on you, Saint Jude, for that's what they were calling it. You're a storm denier. I am a storm denier. It won't happen. What else is in the papers, Catherine? Shut down, train suspended, flights cancelled, roads shut 20 miles per uh, That's the same thing. 90 mile per hour storm brings travel chaos now, for we, millions. We've got some train companies coming on this morning. Yeah. Uh, we've got some train companies that are, aren't answering their telephones. Yeah, First Capital Connect. I've left a few messages and I'm just waiting to hear back. Maybe they're just really, really busy. But With just all the other local... Maybe Hart got to them before we did and they've, they're giving an exclusive in between uh, the tedious new Robbie Williams and Ollie Moore's singles, as they do. But as far as we know, no trains from them before nine o'clock this morning. Or okay. Greater Anglia, who I know um, have um, stations at Chesant and Broxbourne, is that right? Yeah, Check sure, before why you not? travel is probably the right way to go. Or maybe they've just decided, you know what, there are no trains this morning. Uh, we don't. Let, let's all come in late. I'm sure they wouldn't do that. Look, let's let's not bother coming in and answering uh, press questions as to why there are no trains. Prince Charles is in a lot of the papers, isn't he? He is, yeah. There's a number of different angles they're going at Prince Charles with. I was interested in this one from the Daily Express. Yep. Yes, the Daily Express. They love their royal stories. Selena Scott and Emma Thompson, the other women, that's in quote marks, who are a rock for, again, quote marks, flirtatious Prince Charles. If this were 1987, they would be described as posh totty. Yeah. But but it's not. Let's so not we call won't. them that. They're no. just women who are friends with Prince Charles. Okay, they're, they're not posh totty. Are you not allowed to be friends with the other opposite sex then? No. With... No. It's difficult, isn't it? Because if you are friends of the opposite sex, there will always be one of you, generally the man, but not always, who wants to, um... Take it further. <laughs> I nearly went back tonight and, and, and bonk, but no. Th- th- generally, there will be one, I think, that wants to bonk. Do you know, I would have thought you were wrong once upon a time, but I had a lot of male friends in my teens, and I'm not massively close to them now they're yeah. all married. Yeah. Not through anything I've done. 
Okay, but the, the, the Prince Charles is in, in, in the, the Telegraph. He's, he's whinging about being the king. Get over it, mate. You've been in training for this job all your life. You've been doing work experience all your life. And then the moment they, there's a hint that you might get a paid job, you go, oh, I don't want it. Oh, I don't want, oh, I don't want to do it. Well, think about all that. I tell you what, Charles, while you're sat in your luxury heated Sandringham Palace or Buckingham Palace or Windsor Castle, think about all those old people that can't afford to heat their homes this year and then start whinging. But at the same time, you've also got the fact that he was very famous early on. And some of us know what that was like to be famous beyond your wildest dreams all of a sudden guess what you know Great Anglia are coming on the show later on yeah they're not coming on the show later on oh why Great Anglia are not coming on now they've been called into a conference oh how odd this is the lady who was reluctant to come on, was she? Well, she just said to me that she didn't want to be held over the coals for um, not running a service when others were. Because, And I said, well, there is a reason, isn't right. there? And she said, well, we run a different geographical area. So, well, that's fair enough. Come on. OK, she said. So who's not coming on? Great Anglia. Yeah. We need to speak to First Capital Connect. Can I just say, if you're a train company, if you're a PR department of a, a rail line, a train network, uh, and you won't come on on the day that you've closed your network until at least 9am in the morning, shame on you. I also would have thought it's not a massive surprise that the press are interested. Shame on you. There are people out there struggling to get into work. And I'm not, I'm not going to get you to come on and have a go at you. There's a, a storm brewing. I just want to know what your plans are and when the trains start again. Shame on you. Uh, Stephen's on the line. Morning, Stephen. Good morning, Ian. Stephen, you're a Melbourne. I am. Uh, have, have you got off your backside and gone out to deliver milk today? I'm soaking wet. Well, that's, that's by the by. Have you gone out to... De- oh, it's because you've gone out to deliver milk. Yeah, I'm getting a from the wind now. Is that the wind blowing you? Oh, dear me, yes. Uh, are That's all your fault, you know. Sorry? I hope you realise this is all your fault. Pourquoi? Because you were just saying to me, oh, there's no storm, no nothing. As soon as you said that, the heavens opened, the wind blew, and I got soaked. I tried to stop so him. I'm did you hear me trying to stop him, Stephen? Yeah, I, I did, I did, I did. So Stephen, this, this can't be the first time you've been blown off on your milk round. No, no. Happy, it happens regularly. Yes, that was bad wind this morning. Yeah. Terrible. That was more, that was more do with the baked beans and the eggs. But there we go. Here we go. Story. Are you chasing bottles down the street? I was wondering whether to put my empties out. A few of them I'm chasing, yes, but some people are hiding them and putting them here, there and everywhere and not putting them out, so... Hey-ho. Stephen, listen, good. keep going, keep living. Well, can I just say again... The, the, the PR departments of the trains... There's a fella out there, Stephen... He's not the brightest in the bunch, let's be honest, that's rude, but fair. Uh, he's out there delivering milk. You can't be bothered to sit in your offices and to take phone calls from radio stations explaining to your customers what the problem is, especially after you've said you would, Great Anglia. They've got a conference. They're called into a conference. Must be some conference. Must be some conference. Uh, it's 6.45, 08459, Thank you, Catherine. See you later on. Let's get the weather and find out exactly what's going on with Elizabeth Rizzini. Yeah. It's been disappointing yeah. so far, Elizabeth. It's Is it going to perk up? I don't the... think that depends where you are. Where's <laughs> the storm? We want the storm. <laughs> It's coming. You reckon? Okay, <laughs> tell us more. Some very strong gusts of wind over parts of Buckinghamshire. Right. You must admit, Elizabeth, what? when you woke up this morning and you looked out in the garden and you saw that your bike was still out there and the trees were still rooted in the ground, you must have thought, oh, nuts. 
No, but we always said it was going to peak. It was going to peak through the rush hour. And actually, when I first came in at three o'clock this morning, then I thought, yes, it's going to be a damp squib. But then it really started packing some punch as it came over parts of Somerset and Hampshire. And I have to say that this could yet yeah, cause some. Uh, it could cause some serious damage. You know, I'm not. I'm not joking about it. Ian. I know. <laughs> it might be. It might be very serious. Okay, Elizabeth. Thank you very much indeed. If you want to tell us the preparations you made for the storm uh, today, we, we brought in all the garden furniture, brought in the rabbit, and that was a sad story. Uh, brought in all kinds of bits and pieces. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. So has the storm been a damp squib where you are? Paul's in Watford. Morning, Paul. Morning, Ian. How Paul, are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. But disappointing this storm, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I've just come down Hempstead Road, and that was a bit of a nightmare. Why is it a nightmare, Paul? Uh, the, the wind is just blowing the leaves everywhere. There, there are bits of tree coming out, coming off the um, out of the heavens, and just bouncing off cars. I've just pulled a whole bough of a tree out of the road. Paul, it's not the greatest of lines. We're going to let you go, and well done you for, for using the phrase "bow of a tree." Who's heard that in the last 20 years? Well done. Although it was a... Di- he said at the top, leaves are blowing everywhere. Well, I'd expect that. But if there are actual branches coming down, that's a bit more serious. 08459 455 555. Is it, accept- is it affecting you? Or is it not? Well, it's affecting the trains. Uh, Greater Angular are warning there'll be no trains before 9am. They were going to come on the show, uh, and then they didn't. There'll be no East Midland trains at all between Bedford and St Pancras, and a reduced timetable running from Bedford North. And Chiltern Railway, uh, Railways are planning a full service but warn of disruption. Justin Dealey is at Luton train station. What's it like out there, Justin? Justin? Justin. All the- oh, Justin, where is Justin? He's disappeared. Okay, we'll try and get Justin back. We've sent it. Justin, are you there? Hello, Ian. Yes, what's it like out there, Blowy. Boss? Very, very blowy. Yep. It's all right for you sitting in your nice warm studio, but Beautiful. it is blowy out here. Okay. Not quite a great storm, I would say, but no. certainly um, wet and, and pretty blowy. Not particularly nice, Ian. Okay. Not nice well, you, at all. You've been, uh, you've been talking to people. They're still turning up at the train station, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, incredibly. We, we have been talking about this for days. Uh, the warnings have been in place for days, but people are still turning up at Luton train station, expecting to get their train. First Capital Connects, they have no trains until 9 o'clock at the very earliest. I have been talking to those passengers, and here's what happened. Well, Patrick, you're here at Luton train station this morning to catch your train into London, but uh, sadly no trains. Did you obviously not know in advance what was going on this morning? Uh, well, I had an idea. I listened to, well, I listened to TV, but I looked on a website, and it says that there were some trains. So I thought I might take a chance. Okay, so what now? Uh, probably got to go back home and uh, work from home, I think. Try and find something to do. I mean, all this talk about this storm, um, you've walked to work this morning. Do you think it's really that bad? Should the trains be running? I thought they should have been, because walking here and looking out the window this morning, I didn't see that bad. There wasn't any trees falling over, there wasn't any leaves. And I walked from Bedford, um, New Bedford Road, to here, and it was no problem. So I told you that London Midland, their trains are running into London, but yours is not. How would that make you feel? Not very good, because I, mean, I don't know if they use the same line, but they're going to the same place, so I'd expect the same similar service, which is getting people to work. Well, I'm just about to let people I work with know that I'm struggling to get in. Um, I can work from home. I can do a lot of work on the phone. I've got um, um, a remote link now via Wi-Fi, so I'm not, you know, um, I won't drive in. That's, that's a racing certainty. What about so, the bus outside? A bus travelling to London? Don't fancy that either? Not really, no. You know, I, um, I choose to travel first class because um, for the extra money that I pay my mm-hmm. firm don't pay it um, 
you know, I get my own seat, a bit of comfort. So I do avoid the masses, and yeah. the, the bus would seem to be, you know, contrary to that policy. But the good thing is for you, like many people now, you know, times have moved on. As you say, with your networks, you, you can work from home quite successfully now. So it's not a, it's not the end of the world, is it? Exactly, and I, I do, I do get concerned that we live in this on-demand world where people just expect things to happen, regardless of maintenance issues, reliability, the elements. I kind of look at them and think, well, come on, you know, mm. things break down, you know. Yeah. Um, we do get exceptionally diverse weather patterns now, um, and you know, getting angry about it, I, you know, I don't think I don't think really helps. You're very very calm. Just lastly, um, as we can see from the screens, there trains were cancelled from midnight, and approximately nine o'clock the trains will start running again. So why did you turn up today? Did, did you not know in advance that the trains were cancelled? Um, I, I, to be honest, you know, I was I was in bed well before uh, ten o'clock. I was out last night. The weather looked fairly clement, calm. This morning looked like it's raining. There's no evidence of any wind here, so presumably they've got problems further down the further down the system. I don't. I don't know. Is the so you just turn up thinking it was yeah. business as usual. I'm in a routine, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> as we all well, listen. Have a good day from home. Thank you very much. You will. Well, he was a very calm gentleman, wasn't he, Justin? He was. I think as the morning goes on, I think obviously more and more people waking up, um, hearing the news on the radio, seeing the news on TV. But that warning was in place for for days, of course, and it was announced there would be no first capital connect trains last night so uh, people still turning up today of course they, they can get a bus into london but most people of course would just walk home and, and work from home justin just going off on a tangent if i may there's a great story in uh, one of the papers t- today about jeremy paxman the Newsnight presenter mm. he approaches litterbugs he goes up to them <laughs> and says uh, excuse me could you pick that up please yeah. he says nine times out of ten they do yeah now we tried this a couple of months ago with kelly betts we sent her out to drop litter to see if people would approach her yes and they did a lot of them did and we were wondering Maybe it's just because she's a small girl, petite woman, and it would be, you know, it's easier to, pr- to approach. Mm. Could we do the same test with you, Justin? Could we send you out to drop litter around the streets of Luton uh, and see if anybody says anything to you? Yeah, if you give me an hour or so, I think, you know, obviously Kelly Betts is, what, about four foot five? Something like that. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, uh, nice pretty girl, but with myself, you know, big bodybuilder, you know, six what? foot five, you know, muscular, hunky. Okay. Um, whether we'll get the same sort of attitude, I don't know. OK, Justin, we'll speak to you later. Thank you very much indeed. Morning. It's Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. The storm. Well, I was a little bit disappointed. It was blustery driving on the M1 this morning, but that's it. But have I underestimated God's mighty wrath? How is the storm affecting you, if at all? 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Certainly affecting the trains. We'll have the latest on that in a few minutes. Other stories this morning. Three national agencies have been brought in to sort out two of our local hospitals, Milton Keynes and Bedford. We'll find out exactly what's going on there. And Jeremy Paxman's been ticking off litter bugs. So we're going to send out our own little yobbo, Justin Dealey, to throw litter on the streets of Luton and find out if anybody is brave enough to approach him and say, Oi, pick that up. What would you do? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459... 455555 
across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. When it's something like a storm, <clears throat> I'm, I've not been outside since uh, five o'clock this morning when I arrived here at work and I'm stuck in my uh, bunker. Uh, I, I can't really see what's going on. So I'm c- completely dependent on you getting in touch and letting me know what's going on out there. You are uh, my eyes and my ears. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Ross is in Hemel. Good morning, Ross. Morning, Ian. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you very much. The storm was nothing when I drove in. I laughed in the face of it. What's happening now? Yeah, I was laughing, actually, as I was listening to the radio, because not a lot was going on. But then within sort of five minutes, it's small branches flying around, hitting the windscreen. It's, it's pretty mad. Um, and then a tree come down. Well, just sort of behind me, I saw it happening in my rearview mirror. Did you see oh. the tree come down? Yeah, wow. just, flew, just flew straight down. Uh, so obviously I pulled over. Yeah. Um, and now I can't turn back to get home, so I've gone the other route on Hemel Hempstead Road. Right. So uh, Redbourne Road, yeah, I, I wouldn't bother with that if, you, if you're on your way to St Albans Station. Okay, so but are, are you still planning to go to work, or are you bottling it and going home? No, yeah, I'm, I'm bottling it and going home now. I'll be waiting at the station for a couple of hours for a train. Right, so. okay, so you'd, you'd have been getting the, the, the train in, and uh, yeah. it's not worth that. Are you able to work exactly. from home, Ross? I'm not. I'm not, fortunately. <laughs> Sweet! <laughs> well, let me know who the, who, the, who the daddy is when you watch Jeremy Kyle, won't you? Yeah, I will do. How, I, I, he... I'd, I'd say it's probably almost a dozen trees. Like, wow. Some blocking half of the road, but obviously the one that I saw is blocking the whole road, so people are going to have to turn around and go back. And so these are in Hemel, are they? Yeah, exactly, yeah, on Redbourne Road. Ross, Ross, nice one. Thank you very much for that update there. 08459 455 555. Did you hear the disappointment in Ross's voice? Ah, yeah, I can't work from home, I'm afraid. Oh, dear. Hey, listen, if you've got the day off because of trains or because of uh, the weather in general, do give us a call, 08459 455 555. What are you doing with your free day off? What are you doing with it? I'm disappointed. I was going to take... I know it's half term, but I was planning on taking the kids to the science museum today. That was the plan. I don't think it's going to be... Well, or maybe I should weather the storm because maybe every other parent will think it's not worth going to the science museum. I just don't know what to do with myself. Now, the storm is going to cause disruption to your rail journeys throughout the morning. Uh, Chilton Railways now tweeting that they're dealing with problems in the Denham area where a tree has come down. Some companies like East Midland, Greater Anglian and First Capital Connect made their decisions pretty early. East Midland won't be running between Bedford and St Pancras before 10 while Greater Anglian and First Capital won't be running any trains at all before nine. Joined now by Michelle Evans uh, from First Capital Connect. Uh, Good morning, Michelle. Morning. So what exactly is happening with First Capital Connect? No trains before nine o'clock? Yeah, as it stands, no trains before nine o'clock. Network Rail are just out there checking the tracks, and once we've got the all clear from them, we can start running our services. And what is, have you heard the latest on, on the weather? I'm sure you're getting uh, uh, updates. It, it, will it have passed your remit by nine o'clock? Yeah, the, the brunt of the weather's passed over and it's, it's down to safer levels now. Right. But clearly overnight, we just don't know what could have come down over the track or onto the overhead line. So we just need to wait for Network Rail to give us the all clear to check it's safe. And how, does, how do they do that? Do they do that on cameras? Do they run a safety train along the lines? What, what do they do? Yeah, there's a number of things they do. So they they run they run safety trains down the down the track. They have people that are spotters that keep an eye on the on the overhead lines. 
and they can they they just they run checkers all down the line as well with people in cars and things. So mm. there's a number of things they do, and then they can. But so far, what we're getting through seems quite good, quite encouraging. But I wouldn't like to say until we've got the definite or clear from them. When do you think you might get the definite or clear? What 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 time is that? We imagine that's probably going to be within the next hour. So they've got to check all the lines, and obviously they couldn't do it till till daylight. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it should be within the next hour, and then we can start to put the put the passenger trains on for nine o'clock. And if, if people want to find out the latest, what's the best way to do it? Obviously, we'll we'll give any updates we get here. But w- what else can they do if they're at home? We're encouraging passengers to check our website. The most up to date information will be on our website, and the revised timetable will be on the website as well. So we can run a consistent service, albeit a slower service. So if passengers go on our first capital to first capital they can check it all there. Now, Michelle, East Midland trains uh, are hoping to run a normal service uh, as much as possible, but saying there may be disruption if trees or lines have been damaged. Couldn't, couldn't you do that at First Capital Connect? Sorry, what was that? The, well, the, uh, East Midland trains are hoping to run as normal a service as possible. Uh, why couldn't First Capital Connect do that? Uh, well, East Midland trains can r- run on, the, um, on diesel, but we've got to run on the overhead lines, so there's more risk to the overhead lines when you get weather like this, so uh-huh. we've just got to take extra precautions. Okay, Michelle, thanks very much for your time this morning. Good luck sorting it all out. Thank you very much. There you go. You see, that's uh, that, that, that's all you need, isn't it? Someone f- to come on from the train company and say, this is why we're doing it, this is what the problem is. We'll hopefully have it sorted out. So she's saying maybe in an hour or so we'll, we'll uh, get the thumbs up uh, to, to know uh, that the trains are going to be run. 08459 455 555. How has the storm affected or not affected you? My boys were looking forward to it. Very excited. Looking forward to the hurricane. It's not a hurricane. Have you seen the humorless uh, Channel 4 weather reporter Liam Dutton on Twitter? A man I once uh, uh, got incredibly angry because, well, some people say I look like Liam Dutton. I look like a white version of Liam Dutton. So I used a picture of Liam Dutton on my Twitter feed and uh, he got in touch saying, yeah, could you take that picture down, please? And I went, Really? It's all right, you can keep it up for a little bit, but don't tweet any weather information. Well, anyway, Liam has uh, been causing another fuoi on Twitter by um, challenging anyone who calls this storm a hurricane. It's not a hurricane, tweets Dutton. I hope for it to be a hurricane. The, the, the sea has to be something like 26 degrees or something, although that sounds... That can't... But anyway, it's, gonna be, it's, not, it's not a hurricane. It's a storm. It's not even a storm. It's disappointing, isn't it, Bob, in High Wycombe? It's, yeah, it is a bit, well, I'd say it's a bit disappointed. I've just seen something horrendous. Go on. I'm on the A404, going southbound, and just at the Henley turn-off, the northbound carriageway is a tree come down. It's blocked both lanes of the northbound carriageway, and uh, and it's crushed a car oh. on the southbound on the outside lane. Oh, dear, it's oh, dear. It's both ways. I bet so it is. Bound, well, the northbound's completely closed, and the southbound's very, very slow. Oh, a tree has come down and blocked the road and crushed a car. Yeah, it's crushed the car. It's hit, 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 hit the car on the south. It's gone straight across both lanes of the northbound, over the central reservation, and embedded into a car on the southbound. Without getting too macabre, did, did, did you see any passenger in, in the car or a driver? Do you know what their condition is? I don't know, unfortunately. I'm not, there's a lot of police about. Yeah. A lot of uh, oh, people with high-vis jackets on. 
Uh, Bob, listen, I appreciate your call. Thank you. A, a reminder, of course, that uh, these storms can be um, pretty dangerous. It looks like things are happening. 08459 455 555. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. This is your place to find out exactly what's going on in your area. We had reports of trees down in Hemel. <clears throat> that was Ross, I think, wasn't it? Did it actually happen? Or is Ross just using us as, as his alibi for not going into work? Well, Nadine's in Hemel. Good morning, Nadine. Good morning, Ian. Do, do you back up Ross's story about trees falling down? It's bedlam round here. Really? Yes. I, I live in the Gaybridge area of Hemel, and I work in Watford. Right. And um, I've just tried to go through the back lane from Boxted Road that takes you through Winkwell down to the A41. Yes. And that is blocked by a tree across the road. Um, I, so I've changed route, and I've um, come up Box Lane to go through Bovingdon High Street, and there's a huge tree that's come down across the road just as you're coming out of Bovingdon High Street. So I've now had to uh, turn around again, so I'm just going to try going uh, to Watford on the A41 now and see how I get on with that. <laughs> but there are trees down all over the place here, and uh, the, the winds are very very gusty there's leaves everywhere so they're flying all over the road so i would advise people to just be uh, you know very careful when driving nadine uh, listen thank you for that but you, you've, you've missed an opportunity here you could have pulled a ross and and used uh, bbc three counties as your alibi and said oh i've tried every way I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck in hemel i'm landlocked in hemel i can't get to work sir <laughs> you silly sausage well i'll tell you what Go on. Under any other circumstances, I would be in a panic now, but I forgot to, uh, to change the um, clock on my alarm, so I'm actually up an hour early oh. this morning. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in a panic, because I've got time to find other ways to get there. Oh, well, in, in that case, your, your foolishness has, has paid off. Nadine, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Sh- so it's all happening in Hemel, apparently. Shirley's in Harlington. Morning, Shirley. Oh, no, we've lost Shelley. We'll, get, we'll try and get Shelley back a bit later on. I uh, had to be up at quarter to five on Sunday, the uh, the morning of the clock change, the clock's going back. I've got a new digital alarm clock, DAB alarm clock. And in the past, my DAB alarm clocks have reset themselves. So I set the alarm, quarter to five, got up, started getting dressed, looked at my watch, which I had changed the night before. It was a quarter to four. The flipping DAB hadn't reset it. I was up an hour early. I went back to bed and moaned for an hour. So uh, you are my eyes and ears this morning. When I came in, the storm was nothing. I was laughing in the face of it. It turns out it may have uh, taken a turn for the worse. We hear that Hemel is landlocked. It's like um, that, that film, Escape from New York. You can't escape from New York. You can't escape from Hemel. You're ring-fenced in by trees. Uh, well, Shirley's in Harlington. Good morning, Shirley. Morning, Ian. How has the storm affected you? Um, well, at the moment, um, I went out about half six, quarter to seven, and there was nothing. There was a lot of wind and yep. leaves flying everywhere. And then I went out upstairs, looked out my bedroom window, and I thought, oh, what's that all over my back lawn and oh. garden? And um, some panels have come off my carpool and broken up and smashed all over the back garden. Oh, Got no. fence panel down, popped oh, down. That's going to be expensive um, as well. <laughs> that's going to cost a few quid, Shirley. Mm, I know. 
But, um, yeah, to say that it's not strong, it is at the moment. It's very strong. I am retracting my (laughs) it's not strong statement. I I may have brought this on. Earlier on I was was asking, challenging the storm to do its worst, and Mm. maybe I've invoked some form of... uh, Did you do anything? Yeah, I did yesterday. I went out and picked loads of things up, put loads of things away in the the shed, etc., check that the pots were safe and that but it's like a wind tunnel down the carport at the side of the house so obviously it's just there and it can't get out so it's just doing its worst down Shirley, under I, the carport i appreciate your call this morning hopefully there'll be no more damage to your property oh eight four five nine four double five five double five how is the storm affecting you i think some places uh, are gonna get off completely scot-free some places it'll be a bit windy and there may be a few more leaves in the front garden and that's going to be it. But it's sounding like now that, uh, for various places, Hemel in particular, it's getting pretty nasty. Um, John on Facebook says, Britain needs to man up. Just a bit of wind. I don't think we can say man up anymore. Um, <laughs> Drake has said on facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR this is so far a category one storm on the Drake scale I lost one fence panel so far I'll keep you updated um, uh, Brenda says it's arrived later than forecast it's just getting started now I think you may be right there Brenda it could be uh, just getting started now uh, well we, uh, we're going to get the latest on Arriva buses through Luton in a moment to find out how they've been affected if at all by the weather but before that we've been getting some reports of idiots endangering passengers on Luton's new busway by leaving objects on the line I can't believe people are doing it. Well, I can believe it because people are stupid. Drivers have reported bricks, rocks, empty wire reels, you know those huge giant bobbins for wire, being left in the path of buses. Well, Phil Clark is from Centre Bus, one of the companies which run on the busway. Well, yesterday one of the lady drivers told me that um, there was a, a brick on the busway. She hit it and the, the bus shattered. But... Um, Luckily enough, everything was okay. But there's going to be an accident one of these days. What other incidents? Well, this driver says uh, there was a a cotton reel or something. And uh, luckily enough, it was in the daytime, so he spotted it. One of those big ones that you sort of wind wire around, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Where was that? That was on the uh, busway as well. Seemingly over the weekend, up near the uh, football ground, there's kids, well, we assume it was kids through a lot of rocks on there. So. Throwing rocks onto the... Onto the busway, yeah. What, to try and disrupt the bus, yeah. the buses? Well, I would imagine so. <laughs> yeah. What can you do about it? Well, not a lot. I mean, especially at night time when it's, it's not lit up. It's going to be dangerous. I mean, the driver won't be able to really see what's there, will he? Idiots. Flipping idiots. I hate stuff like... Do you remember there was a phase, a, a, a fad a while ago, of idiots dropping um, bricks off of motorway bridges and concrete slabs? Idiots! You know you could kill people, don't you? Oh, stuff like this gets me angry. I'm joined by Lindsay Frostick from the uh, bus company Arriva. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning. Are, y- are you aware of these incidents? Um, yes, we are. We're, um, all three bus companies are keeping in contact with each other so that full reports kind of go over to kind of the councils and, ev- and the police and everything so yes when did you first aware. hear about this um 
in fairness, there's been, there's been a few since it's been opened, and like you say, it is endangering people's lives, and um, we've just got to ask our drivers to be vigilant all the time. Um, fortunately, when they are driving on the busway, looking ahead is quite easy for them during the day because there's not a lot else to do. Um, so we, we've we've just got to keep reporting it, and fortunately, most of the entire length of the busway is covered by CCTV. Right, so okay. there's only very small gaps, which aren't, and obviously all the stops are... I don't know, I've got three cameras at least right. in each shelter. And so, so is this stuff happening on the blind spots then? Um, no, no, so we, we've got CCTV oh. from, from some of the things, so we can pass that on. Right. Um, and oh, when good. people have been, like you say, a little idiotic, um, we're, we're, we're going to start hopefully getting good kind of face identification and maybe even releasing that to the press as well. Oh, because, good. like you say, it is going to cause... An, an accident and people's lives are at risk if people are being stupid we'll have that lindsay we'll put that up on the the facebook we'll, we'll check the legalities but i'm sure we can put that on the facebook mm, page at yeah. some point if you decide to do that and i suppose if, if you see a huge giant um bobbin that is used <laughs> by metal while the driver has to get out and, and, and shove it on the side of the road and it slows everything down yeah and, and that's if they're able to if there's somewhere sensible to put it which isn't going to block anything else so um obviously if there was a serious blockage which there hasn't been yet that we, we do have measures in place to get things cleared and get things cleared quickly um so we just have to do that it, you know it's, it's far from ideal and we would ask people not to do it stuff like this annoys me uh, graffiti i don't like graffiti i can kind of understand the argument it's self-expression although i don't really buy into it but i can't see wh- what the fun is of chucking bricks at buses and blocking up the bus route. I just, I just stuff like this gets me very, very angry. Anyway, Lindsay, I'm glad you're looking into that, and do, and do let us know if, will, any further yeah. developments. Uh, the, the, the service this morning what, has it been affected by the weather? Um, over it, kind of this side, Luton area, we're, we're doing all right. Obviously, the storm seems to have just started to arrive. Um, Wickham, Buckinghamshire, there are a few trees down them, so we, we're having to go round them, but n- nothing serious is at the moment. Um, we've got services running for train users. We've got services running into London, so we're not stopped this morning. We're taking people in so they can oh. pick up our coaches to London. I well. like your nice little oh, subtle dig at the trains there, Lindsay. Well, well, d- no, well done. No dig, but we, ha- we are running so we can take the people. <laughs> You're running when trains are not. It's Correct. excellent. Yeah. Lindsay, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Lindsay Frostick uh, from uh, Arriva Buses. Oh, that's, that's things like that really annoy me. Not that they're running a decent service. That doesn't annoy me at all. The idiots will chuck... Um, let's get that footage. Let's put it on the Facebook. Let's out these little oiks. Robert's in Harpenden. Morning, Robert. Hello. The, the, the storm, have you seen anything? Yeah, I've just gone past Redbourne on the bypass going towards Lorburns. There's a few trees down on one side of the carriageway. It's, oh. uh, of course, traffic to reduce. I'm um, just going along the bypass, well, towards King Harry Lane from the Red, from the roundabout from St Albans. Um, yeah, there's uh, half a tree down on one side of the carriageway there as well, so a lot of trees falling about. And a lot of traffic is there, Robert? Um, it's moving, but slowly. Okay. Robert, thank you very much indeed. You are my eyes and ears this morning. Hearts Fire uh, Service Brigade, what are they these days, have tweeted that people should only call 999 in an emergency, as guess what? They're very busy this morning, as you would expect them to be. So no calls about cats stuck up trees, although, to be honest, if you've got a cat up a tree, I'm sure it'll get blown off quite quickly. So I wouldn't worry about that. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, Let us know how the storm is affecting you. I was mocking the storm earlier on. I apologise. It would seem that, um, well, it would have seen that I've I've invoked the wrath of St Jude. Who was St Jude? Do we know who St Jude was? Not a clue. 
the, 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 the <laughs> Captain Boyle shouted in my ear very quickly. You've been you've been swatting up. Go on. Well, the patron saint of lost causes, apparently, St Jude. Is that is that really the kind of optimistic name we want for our storms? Well, it seems to be bearing out, doesn't it? Who names these storms? I want a job. I want a job naming storms. Or if I can't be allowed to name storms and hurricanes, this is no hurricane. Uh, I want to name uh, police investigations. That, that's gonna I be don't a... think you could be given that responsibility. Why? Well, because would they be called things like Bob Dylan and um, <laughs> David Jones? Let's just say I'd have come up with a better name than you, Tree. I, I really would. I'm going to think of far better names. I won't say them on the air, just in case. Thank you, Catherine. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. Uh, London Luton are advising to check before you travel. Do keep listening to uh, BBC Three Counties Radio this morning. We'll be telling you uh, what's hot and what's not. No, hang on, that's not it. We'll be telling you where the, the best, all the travel news. We'll be getting the update from uh, Bill Sheldrake at the Travel Centre in a few minutes. Uh, uh, although we're hearing that various places uh, are ring-fenced in. So don't go out. Or do go out. Who knows? Uh, let's have a quick look. I'm going to do two newspapers, and then we'll get the latest travel, and we'll do some more a bit later on. Uh, weekend rail closures for up to 14 years if HS2 is scrapped. Upgrade work could double journey times if a uh, new high-speed plan is shelved. A uh, picture of Lou Reed on the front, who passed away yesterday. Uh, and there's a brilliant picture of a storm. The uh, waves crashing against the seawall at Brighton Marina. Uh, the... S- same picture it looks like oh no not quite an as an impressive picture on the front page of the times travel chaos for millions as superstorm sweeps in and seven day nhs means hospitals must close and the final one for the moment the independent there's lou reed 1942 to 2013 long cold winter for three million who can't pay their energy bills fears thousand could die needlessly as temperatures fall and prices rise ministers livid after it's revealed companies avoided millions in tax oh energy companies have avoided millions in tax have they oh right oh th- oh that's okay then Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five, and let's just do the telegraph to get out of the way. Uh, that same picture from Brighton Marina. Did they only have one photographer? Storms bring chaos for millions. Um, Lou Reed died, um, and BBC sports events are under threat unless it cleans up it, its act. Did you hear Gavin Shuker at the weekend? Gavin Shuker MP criticising the, the BBC. Good for you. Well done. Of course. But saying the BBC risks losing uh, part or all of its licence fee. And then it mentioned because of things like the Jimmy Savile scandal. Hang on a second, Mr. Shuker MP. Shame on you for invoking the spirit of a paedophile in your argument against the BBC. Hang on a second. What about those paedophile MPs? Who was that big lad? The big fella. Um, what was his name? <laughs> you don't know his name, Catherine. The big fella. Um, it was, yes, it was proved. It was proved. He's dead now. You can't lie with the dead. It was proved. What about all the... Come on, MPs. Uh, play fair. Play fair. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. We're getting your storm updates. I was mocking it earlier on. Apparently, it's, it's all kicking off out there now. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call... Let me know how it's affecting you. Now, we're getting lots of uh, stuff about trains and uh, about um, roads and trees. and things like that. How is it affecting your house, your garden? Let's, let's kind of uh, narrow this down a little bit. 
and tell me exactly uh, how it's affecting you. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, uh, earlier on, we were speaking to Francis Thomas from London Midland, who was predicting good things about the train service. I think that may just have changed. Francis has come back on the line. Thank you, Francis. What's what's the latest? Well, Ian, unfortunately, we have had some trees down on the line, and they particularly affect the line between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey. But more significantly, there are trees on the line between what between Watford and London Euston in the bushy area. And the advice is. Avoid travelling into London on that line if you can this morning. Uh, I, I'd imagine, if the winds are still blowing, I know they've, they've kind of, the, the, the major yeah. strength has passed, but if they're still blowing, there's not a lot you can do, is there? There isn't really. I mean, you know, trees can, at this time of year can fall onto lines anyway, so it's just unfortunate that with this extra uh, bad weather that we've had, we've, we've tried our best to run the, the, the fullest service we can, and in, on most of the network that's been the case, and we've got a lot of people uh, to work this morning, but we're saying now with these two incidents, on these particular two routes, best not to travel if you can avoid it. Any, I- any idea when it might be cleared up? Not really. I only got an update about three or four minutes ago, but I thought I'd let you know because obviously we were putting out a very positive message earlier yep. and it's still very positive for most of the route, but on those two particular lines, best to be straight with the customers. Francis, just, just, just tell us exactly where, again, uh, the people should avoid and what lines are affected. OK, if you're travelling between Watford Junction and Euston, you'll have problems at the moment because there are trees on the line at Bushy, and if you're travelling between Watford and St Albans Abbey, the branch line, there are trees on the line there too. Francis, I appreciate you giving us a call back straight away. See that? Now that other train companies is service. Francis Thomas from London Midland found out four minutes ago, bang, straight on the phone to BBC Three Counties Radio. You other charlatans who daren't come on the air. Uh, we can bring you now the latest on the situation with Bedford Hospital and healthcare provision in Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes. Three national agencies have been brought in to try to help find solutions to the problems. Monitor, which regulates healthcare, the NHS Trust Development Authority and NHS England are concerned that the current provision may not be able to meet the needs of patients in the future. Well, on the line now is the Chief Executive of Milton Keynes Hospital, Joe Harrison. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Joe, what do you think of these national bodies getting involved? I think it's a really, really good opportunity for them to work with us to find the right solution. We know that we've got two hospitals that are working incredibly hard to serve our local population, and we know that we've got to do more in the future as those populations grow. So I think it's a great opportunity to work with them to come up with the best solution. They've highlighted that your trust is predicted to have financial losses of £17 million, a huge amount of money. You must be concerned about that. It's a lot of money. We said at the start of the year that that was the amount that we were expecting to go into deficit. And we are on plan, so we are doing what we said we were going to do, which I accept, given the amount of money it is, is a lot. But uh, nevertheless, the regulator is pleased that we are doing what we said we were going to do. And that also includes the improvements in performance I've talked to your listeners about before. Are you in danger of losing your foundation trust status? No, I don't see that that will happen. I think there is a real opportunity to work with Monitor to come up with a sustainable future for both Milton Keynes and for Bedford Hospital. And I I should say to the listeners that I think our regulators should be congratulated for working with NHS England and the Trust Development Authority 
in the first case of its kind in the country. I think it's a great opportunity. Now, you mentioned Bedford Hospital. This is all kind of tied in with the problems facing that hospital. And in another development, the Clinical Commissioning Group is widening its review into health provision across Bedfordshire. How will Milton Keynes be involved with that? I hope that we'll be involved closely with the whole work that's going on in Bedford. The Clinical Commissioning Group work is tied into the work that the regulators are doing with us. So this, isn't, this hasn't come out of the blue. And we expect to be involved in the same way that we know we're going to be closely involved with the work that Monitor and the others are doing. Does this mean that some services will only be offered at one hospital and not the other? My role is to make sure that we deliver the best possible care for the patients and population of Milton Keynes. And likewise, my, my counterpart at Bedford Hospital has to do exactly the same for the population of Bedford. We need to do that in, in the best and most sustainable way. So I can't, I can't and won't comment on whether any services are going to move. What I can say to your listeners is that we will make sure that we work with our public certainly at Milton Keynes, to develop the services that we know we're going to need in the future. Well, which services won't you need in the future? That's incredibly difficult to say. When you look at the increasing numbers of patients coming through our hospital, you could argue that we're just going to need more and more. That said, we know that there's not enough money in the system for hospitals to continue to grow in the way that they've done for the last 10, 15 years. And we know that actually there are better ways and cheaper ways to deliver health care that hospitals sometimes aren't very good at doing. So I don't think it's about stopping services. I think it's about making sure that we provide them in the right place. Well, so that means that some will be in Bedford and some will be in Milton Keynes. Which ones are you hoping to keep at Milton Keynes and which ones are you going to shift off to Bedford? Sorry, I think uh, there's a slight misunderstanding there. I mean between services that GPs can provide, services that community hospitals... Community okay, so, so which ones will, will you not be providing at Milton Keynes? I expect us to provide the full range at Milton Keynes in the same way that I expect the full range to be provided at Bedford. This is about services that are provided both in the hospital and in the community. So just to clarify, you won't be getting rid of any services at Milton Keynes Hospital? I expect that we will provide services differently in the future. What does that mean? Well, let's take a, let's take a really good example of where in the past a patient will have come into hospital to get a specialist form of treatment, yep. can now be seen in their GP surgery. So for those patients that in the past have come for some form of diagnosis or some form of, let's say, let's say skin condition, they know that they can now go to their GP and get exactly the same okay. service but closer to home. So you are getting rid of some services at the hospital then? No, that's not what I'm saying. What well, I'm you know, saying. If, you're, if you're not providing the service at the hospital but it's being provided at the GP... Oh, I see what you mean. You are getting in, rid of some services at the hospital. In the same way, the way you used to go in for, go in for a sort of hip replacement, that used to be an incredibly specialist um, operation and you used to have to go to a national centre to have that, now you can come to Milton Keynes Hospital and have that. And indeed, so what we're seeing is we're seeing services transferring into our hospital, and we're seeing services being provided elsewhere in the community. So do I expect Milton Keynes Hospital to, to see fewer patients in the future? Definitely not. Do I, do I expect to see Bedford Hospital see fewer patients in the future? No, I don't. I think we're going to see different types of patients. It does sound like a, a very uh, managerial speak way of saying that some services won't be available at Bedford Hospital. They'll, they will be available elsewhere. What, I, what I'll do is I'll talk about Milton Keynes. Cause uh, Milton Keynes, sorry, that's what I meant, yeah, sorry. Um, so from, from a Milton Keynes perspective, I know that, for example, we're looking to 
hugely grow cancer services at Milton Keynes Hospital because currently patients have to go to John Radcliffe and have to go to Northampton. Yes, you're talking about the ones you're growing. The, the, I, I'm more concerned about the ones that, that you will be farming out to GPs and other places. You've so already said skin specialists. Let, let, me, let me assure the population of Milton Keynes that those services will still be available. But just not at the hospital. Absolutely will. And what I need to make sure is that as many services we can possibly make available are available to patients as close to their home as possible. So, so th- Joe, th- come on now. You are the managerial speak. So those services will be available, yeah. but just not at the hospital. And I suppose a question for your listeners... No, 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 Joe. No, Joe. The question for, for Joe Harrison, the chief executive of Milton Keynes yeah. Hospital, is those services will be available, but just not at the hospital, question mark. As long as they are available, I don't mind whether they're available in Joe. the hospital or in the community, as so, long as they're available to the population. You may not mind, the patients may mind. So just to clarify, because you are, you, you, your PR training is doing you well, but it's also doing you a disservice. The, these services will be available, but some services will not be available specifically at Milton Keynes Hospital. As long as my patients can access those services, I'm, I'll be delighted if okay. they can access Excellent. them closer to home. So I will translate into English. Yes, those services will be available, but some yes. of them won't be available at Milton Keynes Hospital. And I'm quite happy with that, yes. But you, it, it took us five minutes for you not to say it. What I want to do is make sure any listeners aren't scared by the thought that they can't... No, they don't want... The, 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 Joe, the listeners are far more intelligent than I think some people give them credit for. They won't be scared. They just want to know what's going on. Yes. So I think we've clarified. Just to clarify, final sentence, service, all the services will be available, just some of them won't be available at Milton Keynes Hospital. And more, I think, is important to note. So there'll be even more services available at the hospital than there currently is now. Joe, well done. There you go. You see, that's Joe Harrison, the chief executive of Milton Keynes Hospital. That's what PR training does for you, dear listener. Uh, we, we got there in the end. Uh, I've I've often said this, I'm actually going to look into doing this properly. I'm going to start up an alternative PR training course. Lots of chief executives of banks and hospitals and schools, and we've spoken to lots of them on this show, uh, they go on these PR training courses where they're sat down for a day or for a weekend, and it's all rather jolly, and they get tea and coffee and cakes, uh, and they are told what to say and how to say it and how to avoid answering questions. You can generally tell if they've been on the PR training course because they will start with, first of all, Ian, may I just say thank you for letting me come on your show to speak to your listeners? Okay, PR training. I'm going to start an alternative PR training course where it'll be an afternoon and it'll be just simply, just tell the truth. Just tell the truth. All you need to do, if you're asked a yes or no answer, answer yes or no and tell the truth. We got the truth there. Yes, some of the services will be cut at Milton Keynes Hospital. They'll still be available uh, at GPs and other places, but they won't be available at Milton Keynes Hospital. That interview could have been 30 seconds long. Thank you very much, Joe Harrison, Chief Exec of Milton Keynes Hospital. 08459 455 555. Theo, stay there. We'll come to you in a second. It's a quarter to eight. Now we're getting your uh, calls this morning about the storm. You are my eyes and ears this morning. 08459 455 555 uh, is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Theo's on the line. Good morning, Theo. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? You're right. Um, I'm not too bad. I'm on, um, on the Grand Union Canal at the moment in Hemel Hempstead. And it's um, very, very rough. It's quite rough. It's sort of seeming to calm down, but, yeah... Mate, this this could be uh, the the Titanic all over again, but on a smaller scale. What on earth are you doing on a canal? It's it's not too bad. We're not going to get blown away. We're all pegged down. Um, Only thing is, I can't go fishing. Oh, so that's that's the purpose there. You're there fishing. Yeah. Uh, has, Has your, like, dad or your granddad or someone dragged you along to this? No, I, I like fishing. No, I like it all the time. you sound like you sound like a responsible young man with with hopes um, and ambitions and dreams. You don't want to be going fishing. 
Yeah. What's so exciting about fishing? Catching large fish. <laughs> I suppose so. When I, I used to go fishing a long time ago, I never caught large fish. Are, are, there, are there large fish in the canal? Yeah, there's top to up to 20 pounds, um, big pike. You got a big yeah. pike in a canal? Yeah. All I ever used to catch was minnows. We've only really caught that t- today and yesterday, to oh, be honest, but we're trying for a cop. Did you did you stay there overnight, or did you go home and you've come back today? Well, we've been here overnight on the canal, but oh. we've been there two nights now. Who are you there with? Um, my nan and my cousin. Oh, mate, this is... This is do you, listen... Do you want me to report them to social services? Because if you do, I'm happy to, to put a record on and I will phone up social services and they will come and rescue you within the next ten minutes. No, it's fine. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Are you? Was it, what was it like in the tent last night? It's not a tent, it's the canal boat. Oh, you're actually on the boat? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh Theo! You're living the dream. How much longer are you going to be there for? Um, we're here till next Sunday. You're going to be on a boat for over a week? lovely <laughs> oh, theo listen i believe it's your birthday today as well is it yeah how old are you 14 fantastic 14 14 is one of the best ages i would say yeah. my top three ages in reverse order are let me just think let me get this right uh 32 is at number three at number f- two is 14 and the number one age is 24 so you've still got that to look forward to yeah well enjoy the rest of your day and don't get too wet no, we won't. Let's just hope it dies down. Let's hope it does, Theo. Thank you very much indeed. He's spending a week on a boat. Yeah, I would say 32, 14 and 24 in reverse order are my favourite ages. What are your favourite ages, listeners? 08459 455 555. If you want to give us a call on that. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, we can find out the latest on another of the rail lines in Hertfordshire. The East Coast Main Line runs services through Stevenage from London to the north of England. This morning, there are no services south of Peterborough. Well, on the line uh, to explain why from the rail company is John Gelson. Morning, John. Hello, Ian. John, what's going on with you? Well, at the moment, things, uh, as you said, are, are not good south of Peterborough, including through Stevenage at the moment. There are no trains operating currently into or out of London King's Cross. Uh, the information that's literally just reached me a couple of moments ago is that Network Rail report there is flooding in the tunnel at Potters Bar, and there are two separate locations where trees have come down. Uh, one is at New Barnet, uh, and the other is just north of Hartford. Now, at the moment, they've got engineers on site trying to clear the lines in both those locations. Uh, they are looking at the possibility of a limited service being able to resume this morning at some point operating via Hartford. Uh, but at the moment, we don't have an estimated start time for that. There is a lot of damage and debris out there. And obviously, you know, Network Rail's engineers are doing all they can while making sure they remain safe while they're trying to carry out these repairs. Is this worse than you expected better than you expected john i think it's about what we did expect. Yeah. you know the, the forecasters did warn us that there would be this this storm event i think everyone really was expecting a fairly significant disruption to travel you know we issued a, a statement yesterday evening and also you know put information up on our customer website to try to warn people ahead of time our twitter feed at east coast uk is also been carrying information as well um and really at the moment you know we are in the hands of Network Rail and its engineers in trying to get at least some lines open for us to resume a service at some point later this morning. Well, John, listen, I appreciate you coming on this morning and filling our listeners in. That's John Gelson uh, from the uh, East Coast Main Line saying there are problems there. 
Uh, if you can report any problems to us, 08459 455555. We're getting lots of pictures of the, the bigger scheme of things. It was great we had Theo just on there giving you his small personal side. He's on a boat on the canal. He's gone fishing. He's going to be there all week. He's with his nan and his cousin, and he's loving it. What are your and do keep calling in with your, your your stories about trains and roads and things that are affected. What are your small personal stories about how the weather has affected you? You still got a roof? Is your garden fence come down? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. You can go to facebook.com forward slash BBC three CR. Or you can send me a text as well if you want, 81333, start your text 3CR. We'll uh, get an update as well from uh, Justin Dealey. If you remember, uh, in response to a story in the papers about Jeremy Paxman picking up bits of rubbish or telling people to pick up rubbish they've dropped. No, I know, I'm just setting that up for later on. Oh, no, Catherine, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing business. I'm doing business, I'm setting it up. Sorry. You know, are you He's just a bit manic in here, so I only well, half heard. I, I thought, I'm don't just... go to that, don't go to that, he's not there. I'm going to go to Pat and Letchworth in a second, he's going to talk about a tree falling down. Right, OK, good. I'm, I'm, I, what I'm doing is I'm setting up, All I'm right. teasing them, because what listener wouldn't want to hear Justin Dealey throwing litter in the streets of L- Luton and being told off? But right. we are going to retrieve it. Well, he's going to retrieve well, it. That'd he, be quite funny. He says he's going to retrieve it. He is going to retrieve it. I've given him strict instructions. There we go, you see. We'll be hearing from him after eight o'clock. Pat's in Letchworth. Morning, Pat. Morning, Ian. Pat, what's happening where you are? Uh, well, it's very windy. It's raining. Um, just over the fence at the top of our garden was a big willow tree, 25, 30 foot high. Yep. And it snapped off about halfway down Ooh. and has fallen into my garden. Um, and hidden underneath it somewhere is my greenhouse. Oh, no. We think, because we, we're a bit dodgy going outside, but quick peek looks as if it may be complete. We're not sure. Oh, Pat, well, I hope it's Pat. Is there any chance you could get, get, snap us a quick picture and send it in to us? Uh, my husband has taken two or three. We'll see if we can find uh, one of the better ones, and yes, we'll send it in to you. Get into email it in, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Did you hear the tree come down, Pat? I didn't. I just ha- we, We'd been watching out of the window, because it's such a big tree, whenever it's windy, you get the odd branch come off. Yep. Um, I happened to have gone through to the kitchen and my husband sat down to read the paper and he suddenly heard the noise. But our next-door neighbour came out and said, are you OK? She said, we saw it. They were watching from their bedroom window. I've never seen a tree falling down. No, I haven't. Part so, of me would quite like to, in a perverse sort of way. Oh, yes, I was a bit, you know, only a few seconds earlier. I would have been standing watching. <laughs> well, Pat, listen, I'm glad everyone is safe and well. If you can get us a picture, that applies to all of you, dear listeners, you can email me, ian, I-A-I-N dot L-double-E, at bbc.co.uk. Send any pictures of, of uh, how the storm is affecting you. Don't forget, give us a call with your updates. You are my eyes and ears this morning. 08459 455 555. Lots of you as well uh, have been commenting on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Uh, Andy says, got, in, got to work in Wolverton after driving from Luton without any issues at all. Another waste of resources, money and unnecessary panic over what is a normal occurrence over the years. Hussain Kutsi says, read my status. I, no. Uh... Michael says, the worst of the weather wasn't predicted to arrive until now. The South Coast counties have taken the battering so far. I'm sorry that Ian has been disappointed that there is not more damage on our patch. Thank you, Michael, uh, for that. And, uh, yes, OK, there's lots more other comments on there. We'll get those later on. Thank you very much, Barry. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Stormtastic. 
We'll be getting the latest on how the storm is affecting your potential journeys to work and how it's affecting you personally. We also sent Justin Dealey out to drop litter yeah, on the windiest day of the year. Did anybody have a go at him and pick him up on not picking it up? And, oh, I don't know, other stuff as well. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Text 81333, start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. By the way, can I just say... Uh, this show, uh, if you can't listen to all of the show, well, shame on you. You can listen again on BBC iPlayer. But there is a weekly podcast uh, of this show. And uh, it, it, thank you to everyone who's downloading it. The figures are going through the roof. Wonderful. I, I do appreciate it. I, I, it. It's very humbling to think that some of you might like to carry me around in your pocket. Uh, if you want to listen to the podcast, it's kind of about f- between 45 and 60 minutes long. It's the best bits as we perceive them. Uh, there's some funny bits, there's some straight bits, there's some uh, moving bits, and there's some probably some bits of Justin Dealey singing. Apologies for that. Uh, then all you need to do is go to the BBC Three Counties website, click on the podcast button, or, if you're familiar with iTunes, go to iTunes, type in Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E. Uh, it comes up and subscribe to it. And if you leave ni- nice comments, then, uh, then you'll go to heaven. Uh, 08459 is the phone number. Now, the Prime Minister made a series of phone calls to ensure public safety. First Capital Connect and Greater Anglian have suspended their trains until after nine. And we've been getting loads of calls from you telling us, telling me how your route to work has been blocked by fallen trees and accidents. Well, what more does the weather have in store for us? Norman uh, Linner is a chartered meteorologist. Norman, did I get your last name right there? Liner, Liner. Liner, I apologise, sir. <laughs> Liner, Norman Liner. Norma, Norman, uh, tell us, what, what, what more can we expect from this storm? Uh, it's uh, uh, starting to get better now. Uh, the, the worst of it has passed, certainly through the Three Counties area, the, the worst of it has passed. Um, still be a, quite, a, quite a windy day, but the big gusts uh, have pretty well gone now. I, I must admit, I was a little disappointed. I've been stuck in this bunker for several hours, but I was a little disappointed when I got up at four and looked out of the windows. And yes, it was very blustery, but there, there, there wasn't much else happening. Did, did, did the storm come a little bit later than we expected? Did, did it follow the pattern that we'd been told? No, it, the, the timing was pretty, pretty right, but it was at any one location, it was always going to be uh, something that was pretty short-lived, only lasting a few hours. Um, so, yes, it's, it's, that's the way it was at four o'clock in the morning uh, in the three counties area. There wasn't a lot happening. It's all happened since then, and it's now moving away. How um, does it uh, compare to the, the great storm of uh, uh, 87, I think it was? It's not quite up there, but not, not so very far away. Um, the, the, the biggest wind gust that uh, I've seen measured on land, and it's just about on land, is at the Needles in uh, the Isle of Wight, and that was 99 miles an hour. Um, but there has been a bigger one um, at a light vessel in, in the Dover Strait, the Sandetti light vessel, um, in the hour ending at 7 o'clock this morning, they measured a gust of 105 miles an hour. So it, it's up... Pretty close to what happened in October 87, but probably not quite there. I don't know if you've seen the front page of the Express. Uh, the Express love a good uh, weather story, or a bad weather story. 24 hours of storm chaos, deadly weather all day, and there'll be more to come. No, well, that's the Express for you. Um, <laughs> no, the, 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 
the low pressure centre that's caused this, uh, it's moving very rapidly away. It's, it's uh, over the North Sea now to the east of the Wash, and by this afternoon it'll be over towards Denmark. And uh, the, the winds in, in this country are going to be dying down very quickly now. In a couple of hours, it'll be gone even from the, the most eastern parts of the country. We'll still have a. a a windy, sort of breezy day with showers, but um, the, the, the damaging wind will have gone with, within the next hour or two. Norman, uh, thank you very much indeed. Uh, chartered meteorologist. Well, maybe I will t- attempt taking the boys to the Science Museum. Who knows? Now, do you remember earlier on the show, about an hour ago, we spoke to uh, Nadine in Hemel. Uh, she was uh, travelling to work. She'd had a couple of problems. One road had been blocked off, so she'd gone another way. Uh, that road had been blocked off, so she had, she had a couple more tricks up her sleeve. Well, we thought it'd be nice to catch up with Nadine and uh, find out if she got to work. Nadine's on the line. Good morning, Nadine. Good morning, Ian. Did you, did you, it sounds like you're not in your car. I'm assuming you made it to work safely, did you? No, I haven't gotten there. Oh, what happened? Um, well, I tried going along um, the A41 from Hemel to Watford, which was fine. Then I um, came up to the traffic lights just before the Hunton Bridge roundabout. And when I left there about, well, oh, I don't know, about 10, maybe 15 minutes ago, along with all the bedlam of all the t- trees and leaves and the wind and everything, the, the area was completely congested with cars. I don't know if it's an accident or if it is another tree that's blown down into the road. Mm. So I tried to, I turned right and went up to go through to come um, uh, into Watford via um, uh, Sarratt and Croxley Green. Had to give up and come back on that. The roads are all really badly flooded. Oh, no. And there was obviously another tree somewhere blocking it because... um, um, I don't, unfortunately, I don't know the exact names of these roads, but when you come down past the Clarendon pub and follow the way, th- all the way through to uh, the junk, there's a junction right by the Clarendon pub, yep. and you do a right, and that takes you through the back road, which is quite small on, on an ordinary day anyway, um, and brings you out into Croxley Green. Yep. But we never even got along oh. that road. Everybody just had to turn round and drive back the way they'd come. So, Nadine, but, where where are you now? I am actually back at home. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just... Right, I thought you would be. Can I just say, you know, we've all done this. We've all done a sickie at work. And the best way to do a sickie is to phone up and say, really sorry, I don't feel very well. Uh, I'll try and get in tomorrow. But what we do, what we do is... We go, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry, uh, uh, boss. Uh, I can't come in today. What's happened is... Well, uh, first of all, the cat was really sick yesterday. And, and, and then I think... And we, we extrapolate and make these huge, big stories... Right. <laughs> that sounded like what you were doing there today. You sound like no, you, I, you I are swear, using it as an alibi. No, I swear to you. No, I swear <laughs> to you, it's the absolute I believe, truth. I believe you. I believe <laughs> you. So what, what are you going to do with your day off? Well, what I will do is I'm going to ring in and speak to them. But yep. what I'll say is I'll probably maybe try again in another couple of hours when all the well, bedlam, you know, like hopefully yep. they'll have cleared some of the roads and the traffic will have died down. But you've got, as I say, congestion on the yep. roads. It's, it's just... And I thought this is just daft. Yeah. Well, indeed, listen, I appreciate you uh, giving us a call back. Uh, Enjoy. Take the day off. You see, this is where people like Nadine and myself differ. I would, uh, that's it. I've tried. I'm going to take the day off. She's going to have another go in a couple of hours. You see, it's people like Nadine that make Britain great.
Simple as. People like me that, that uh, make it broken. Uh, another person who makes it broken is Justin Dilly. Good morning, Justin. Good morning, boss. Now, uh, you've been out to Luton train station. Yep. Uh, lots of problems w- with all the trains we're finding. No trains on First Capital Connect. That was until nine o'clock. I, I suspect that may not quite be the case anymore, as mm. we're hearing of well, nine o'clock and things. the earliest, certainly. Yeah. Uh, uh, people are still turning up, though, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, incredibly. I mean, yesterday, of course, the announcement was made uh, late afternoon saying that all trains on First Capital Connect, they will be cancelled this morning. But, but people are still turning up to Luton train station trying to get their train as normal I have been talking to those passengers and here's what happened are you serious? Yeah. I've got work at 9 all the yeah, trains are cancelled well if you've got to um, be in work for 9 I've got work at 9 what now? I don't know what? I, I don't know I've got to get a bus or something I guess no, there's no bus either so no buses on behalf of First Capital Connect taking you into how London how come they cancelled? because of the storm it's not even that bad it's not even that bad, is it? Um, so you knew nothing about I any cancellations that were cancelled from midnight last night I, until I, 9 o'clock I, this morning? I got up about half an hour ago, mate. I've got no idea. Now, sir, again, you're here at Luton this morning trying to get your train into London. Did you have no idea there were cancellations at all? Well, I read on the internet that they might be cancelled. Um, but whether they'd been definitely cancelled, I wasn't sure. Mm. So I just came over anyway. Yeah. So what's going to happen now? Um, I just have to wait or go back home. You're going to go home and work from home? Uh, well, all my work is at work, so I cannot work at home. I didn't bring any work uh, with me on Friday. So I may have to wait or just go home. I'm just telling my boss that I, I won't be able to make it on time. And have you got a good boss? Uh, yeah, yeah. You think he'll understand? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Oh, well, the, <laughs> I love that first bloke. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about this for days, yeah. Ian. You know, the, the, this big storm is coming, comparing it to 1987, uh, the, uh, the announcement about cancellations last night, and there he was at Lucent train station this morning saying, what storm? What, what, what's the problem? What, where, where's my train? Are you serious? He was genuinely very shocked that he couldn't get a train into London. Oh, hang on a second, hang on a second. Gary's in Luton. Morning, Gary. Hello. Gar- you've got an update on the trains in Luton, have you? Yeah, I've just been set, um, sent away from the station saying there's nothing there till later on today, possibly after two o'clock, because there's a train um, trees down at St Albans, so I'm going home now. So you've you've been to Luton Station. How, what time did you get there this morning? About, about half past six, quarter seven. Blimey. So an hour and a half, an hour and three quarters later on, they've told you, sorry, mate, it, it's not happening. That's right. This morning we've had no trains, no storm, and we had no three counties presenter because he got half the leave. If he carried it, did he? Justin, did you get booted out? Yes, I did. Oh, stop causing <laughs> trouble, man! Hey, listen. At the end of the day, Ian, you know, sometimes you just have to to go and talk to people about the situation. Yes, the station manager came out. Um, he knows who I am, and he told me in no uncertain terms to leave. I could talk to people on the bridge. I said, look, I just want to talk to your passengers about the situation, how they're going to be coping with this. Can they work from home? No, leave the station now. Listen. So, to Justin practising his speech for the tribunal <laughs> eh? Justin listen thank you very much uh, Gary I appreciate your time as well let's put a call in Justin see if you can find out is that true what Gary's just said no reason to doubt you sir but we should uh, always verify this information that um, Gary and Luton saying that there'll be, he's been told there'll be no trains running from Luton until possibly after two o'clock we'll uh, put in some phone calls Justin we'll do a little bit of snooping around and see if we can find out any more uh, about that <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Do storm watch! Hang on a second, what we need is we need some sort of jingle, don't we, for all of this? And it'll be something like, <laughs> storm watch! 
Well, that was good. That's good. Are you going to be doing a Stormwatch with JVS? Pretty Thank much. Yeah, yes. Uh, I had a scary drive to work. In fact, I would say this morning's drive to work was probably the scariest drive to work I've ever had. Spooky Halloween drive to work. Why was it so scary? Um, I was driving along, and I, I'm not I'm not exaggerating when I say, you know the, the beginning of The Wizard of Oz? Yes. When there's that storm? Yes. And there's all bits of branch and tree blowing across the fields? Yes. Well, I was driving along this morning, and there were kind of open fields on the left and the right, so of yes. course the wind was able to really whip up. There were lumps of tree blowing across farmers' fields. Then as I drove drove down, there was this almighty crash, and a tree just came whack across the road, blocked off two of the... the one lane and then the middle bit of the road, so you had to drive all the way round it. Yes. It was really scary this morning. I've not seen the Wizard of Oz for a while, but at the start of that, doesn't the barn take off as well? The barn does take off. I mean, it wasn't so quite you, that bad. So, so... You were, when you said you weren't exagger- exaggerating, y- you were exaggerating. Well, I don't know. Perhaps some barns might have taken off in beds, hearts and bucks. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Is your barn still on the ground? Sheds, yes. perhaps. Yes. Sheds blowing all over the place. Greenhouses. Have you seen Luton as you arrive in Luton? It's bin day today in Luton. Oh. What a combination <laughs> that makes. And we've sent Justin Dealey out dropping litter as well this morning. Yes. Jeremy Paxman uh, uh, accosts litter droppers. Good for him. I couldn't do it. Quite right. I, it is quite right. And if someone chucks a fag packet or something out of their car window, I will flash them and beep them. They haven't got a clue what I'm flashing or beeping them for. <laughs> but that's because I'm safe in my vehicle. I'm, uh, I am in a, I'm in a tank. I'm like Michael Knight <laughs> st- cleaning the streets of LA. But I couldn't do it in person. Oh. No. Do you, you probably do, do you? Yes. You taste... You taser them, do you? I, I, I was taser trained on Friday. I saw the photos. Don't mess with me. <laughs> I wouldn't dream I, of it. I'm taser trained. Did you sneak one away? I could No. No. No, no, the police, they take it very seriously. I mean, I, I was hoping they'd let me go out on the streets of <laughs> London with one. There's a great picture you tweeted, or it was on Facebook, <laughs> I remember, of you kind of grinning. I don't even know if you're holding a t- taser or something. And there's a copper stood next to you with the, the most straight, serious face ever. Yeah. It's like, dude, he was Alan. He was Alan, my shadow. Right. And uh, I, when I told Alan to taser people, he did. Wow. He tasered people is at that, my is request. Is that for the show today? No, that'll be on a future show. Oh, the taser special. A taser special. Watch this space. I look forward to it. What have you got today, then, if it's not tasers? Well, of course, we're going to talk about the big storm. And I'm asking from Nine, are you letting the storm change what you do today? This morning, hurricane-force winds are blowing across the three counties. Commuter trains have been cancelled. And on the roads, cars are being battered by a flurry of leaves, conkers and broken branches. <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> Read that last sentence again. What? The leaves and the conkers one. Well, it's a flurry of leaves and conkers. <laughs> What's a, what were you laughing at? It's hardly trees falling down on them. There are leaves. Con- leaves Have you ever had a, a shower of conkers fly at your windscreen? No, I've not. I did this morning. Very scary. Just like in the opening of The Wizard of Oz, the, that, that famous conker scene. Uh, from nine this morning, I want your views. Are you letting the storm change what you do today? If you've been out on the roads, you see, Ian hasn't been out there since, what time is it, five o'clock this morning? I, I arrived at You five don't o'clock. know what it's like out oh. there. I'm expecting it to be like one of those films where you hide in your nuclear bunker, then you come out and, and there's nothing left there at all. Well, some of your listeners, I notice, have been phoning up to say they've taken the day off work. Yes. Because of said storms. Yep. Well, from you, you think they're just having a laugh, well, don't did you? you th- did you hear Nadine? Now, Nadine, I did hear Nadine. She says she's going to try later on, but that is the kind of when you phone up your boss and you, 
you've got to be straight and to the point. I can't come in today because of this. Nadine's story was, was very tortured. Well, from nine this morning, I want your views, your experiences. Are you letting the storm change what you do today? Like Nadine, have you decided that it's just too dangerous to get to work? Perhaps you've tried to get to work, but you can't. The roads are all blocked. Or are you battling through are you are you forcing your car to drive over trees all over beds hearts and bucks <laughs> to make sure you get to work to serve the people that you need to serve from nine this morning are you letting the storm change what you do today oh eight four five nine four double five five double five in fairness nadine she did sh- say she'd try again later on and it, we're just lucky it's half term because the, imagine the teachers excited oh we, it's a bit windy let's take a day off you know what they like when it sleets a little bit. I don't think you realise how bad it is in some part. I mean, literally, have you imagine driving in your car? Yes. And suddenly, half a tree comes flying through the air towards your windscreen. That's what it's like in parts well, and, of Bedside. And apparently, there, is, there are leaves flying around as well, as you've just uh, you've just said. But you don't really. You think it's just like you know a little bit. They're all flying through the air. Okay, fine. It leaves in the air. It's terrifying. You're right. It's Do you remember thing. Noel's house party where they used to put all the pound notes into the machine <laughs> and blow? It's like that. Go away. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. JBS there, who's scared of leaves and conkers, it turns out. Leaves and indeed conkers. We're we're doing Nadine a a disservice. Uh, Nadine is a lady who spoke up earlier on, and uh, she was uh, in... Where where was Nadine calling from? She was... uh, Anyway... Nadine was struggling a little bit to get into work, and she's going to try again in a couple of hours. She was stuck behind a tree at one point. Well, Andy's in Chesham. Good morning, Andy. Hello there. Uh, That Nadine, was she stuck in Botley near Chesham? Yes, I believe she was. Right, I'll tell you a story then, right? And get her on the phone and tell her to get to work, because I've cleared that tree up for her. You've cleared the tree up? Yeah, with the help of a trucker. I had a chainsaw with me. and It's all about oak trees. I left work at King's Langley at uh, quarter past seven to get to a B&M care home in Chesham, Chesham yeah. Boys Manor. And uh, I, I tried the landscaping there, and they've got, they've got a tree on the drive. So I was coming along the Chipperfield Road. A huge oak tree is blocking the Chipperfield Road just outside Bovingdon. Yeah. So I, I, I had to get through. So luckily I'd have got a big chainsaw. So with the help of another guy, as I was cutting through, he was putting them off, and, and the police arrived, and they were putting branches off as I was cutting them. So we got the road open, and then I got to the Botley Road, where Nadine was talking about, and there was a big oak tree there. And that took about 25 minutes for me to clear that, so that road is now clear, so she can get to work if she needs to. Hey, fantastic. So are you, are you just spending your morning going around, chopping down, falling down trees? Well, on the way to work, sort of thing, yeah. To get to work, though. I mean, <laughs> I, I have to do it. I'm, like, battling my way through trees to get to work to cut a tree down. Wow. Well, listen, I appreciate the, the effort you're putting in. Thank you very much. Uh, ben has uh, tweeted. This isn't to me, but I'm just reading his tweet. My neighbours have put a large tree on top of their car to stop it from blowing away. Well, that's that's nice, isn't it? Uh, Jez is in High Wycombe. Morning, Jez. Hello. Jez, uh, what's, uh, what's happening with you and the weather? Um, well, I didn't sleep very well last night because my wife's away at the moment, but uh, she's in Wales with my son at the moment. So I'm, I'm, I'm home alone, and I, I, was, I knew the storm was coming, so I didn't sort of sleep very well because I was sort of thinking... Uh, um, you know, what's, is it going to get really windy and what's going to happen? Is anything going to fall off? <laughs> yeah. and, and nothing did fall off until I got up this morning. <laughs> not, not my wooden leg. No. I got up and um, at about six o'clock, it just like literally like blew up really suddenly. It was literally like, it was all over within about half an hour, 45 minutes, the worst of it. Yeah. Um, and I was in the bathroom, the lights were going on and off. And <laughs> there was this terrific bang. And I thought, what the hell was that? Oh my God, you know. Um, and uh, I looked out when it got light and all the back of our... All up, we've got a load of t- roof tiles come off. 
and we've got like a glass outhouse bit at the back, oh. and they've all gone on top of that. Uh, no, have they gone on top of it, or have they gone through no, it? No, luckily, they haven't actually broken it, because it's like a sort of a plasticky stuff, it's okay. not glass. If it had been glass, it'd have gone through, but it's, it's quite messy, there's bits of wood and all sorts of rubbish out there now, yeah. that wasn't there before. Um... The trouble is, I can't get out onto the roof to have a look, because obviously our house, is, it goes onto the back onto the railway, yeah. uh, and I don't really fancy getting up on the roof, to be honest with you. Well, don't get up on the roof in the weather <laughs> like, like it is today. Don't do a rod hole, for goodness no, sakes. exactly, that's what I mean, but I think I'll let the insurance company have a look. Uh, yes. Um, but uh, then, I w- then after that, I uh, went out to get the bus at quarter past seven to get to work, and uh, no buses. Oh, um, I got absolutely drenched. I had to come home and change my trousers. Um, phoned you guys up. Are you scared? Sorry? Oh, the, the, the water drenched your trousers. Sorry, yes. No, it's just the age. It's an age thing. There we go, yes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I'm now waiting. I'm sort of umming and ahhing about what I should do now about getting to work. Do I leave it till a little bit later on and try and get a bus Jez, in? Jez. Yeah? You know what to do. <laughs> take go, take go your back. shoes off, put your slippers on, go make a nice pot of tea. <laughs> to either listen to, to um, JVS or put on Jeremy Kyle. You know exactly what to do, Ooh, my friend. TV. Come on, take it, take it. There's, there's days like this, and you know, I hope no one's been injured in the weather, of course. Uh, I don't want to sound flippant if they have, but days like this are God's get off of work free for a day pass. Yeah, so Enjoy it's an act of God then. So it's that's an... why I phone my boss up and say, um, sorry, God's given me the day off. Yeah, say, God's given me the day off, and if he doesn't <laughs> buy that, say, Ian Lee from BBC Three Counties Radio has backed it up. Okay. Jez, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. See, this is my attitude is always make a half-hearted attempt to get to work and then give up quite early. You lot, it turns out you've got standards and morals. And you're determined to get to work. Take the day off, guys. Come on, what's going to happen? We're, uh, Britain's in, a, in enough trouble as it is, although we had a 0.8% rise in the GDP or something last week, didn't we? Something went up by 0.8%, which means it's a good thing, which means we can take our foot off the pedal a little bit. Well, that's what I plan to be doing. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Last 30 minutes of uh, the show. We're getting reports of a power cut in Wilsted since 7am this morning. What was that, Kelly Betts? And Ledworth. There we go, you see. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555 is the phone number if you want to give us your uh, uh, stories. We'll be speaking to Justin Dealey in a bit and finding out how he got on with his great litter drop. Joe's in Letchworth, though. Morning, Joe. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Now, Joe, you sent us a picture, didn't you, of, uh, of how the storm has affected you. Yes, um, a tree came down in the the avenue in Hitchin. Um, very big, tall, old tree. Oh, look at that! Um, all I can say is, thank goodness no one was injured because you know a tree sort of you know at sixty foot high, it takes no prisoners. But um, it seems to be minor damage to some of the houses. But again, luckily no one injured. Is that is that a, a massive overhanging branch that's fallen down? No, that was actually, the tree is actually split down the trunk. Now, if you imagine wow. the circumference is about five foot of that tree and, you know, the, the, type, the type of energy needed to split a tree like that in half and bring it down is um, it's just, luckily, no, no one's been killed. That is incredible. You can, if, if you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR, uh, the picture is, is up there. Um, and if you want to send us any more pictures, dear Lisa, please do, and we will post them. It looks incredible. And you're right, lucky that that tree hasn't gone through that roof, or the roof yeah, of the White House or the right. window of the Red House. I'm, um, I've actually I've been hearing reports as well from this morning. There's, a, there's um, a car that's been struck by a tree in Bushy and Watford. Again, um... The person on the scene that has reported back to me that, again, like, no one's been injured. The, the lady got out of the car. Um, 
I think she was just shook up more than anything. Mm. And there's also reports coming in of police diverting traffic on the A505 between Letchworth and Hitchin due to another fallen tree on the road. Well, it's all uh, it's all kicking off, Joe. I appreciate uh, that. Um, Jez has just sent me uh, uh, the picture of debris on his roof. Uh, storm hit here at six o'clock. Was very frightening. Um, worst it was all over in about half an hour. Um, we'll uh, see if we can get those pictures up on uh, Facebook as well. Um, in the meantime, there's a story in uh, one of the papers today. Probably in a couple. It's in the Telegraph. Paxman skewers litter bugs spoiling beautiful britain he's made his name grilling politicians but now it appears that jeremy paxman is equally ready to turn his gaze on the careless man in the street the bbc newsnight presenter has said he cannot understand people who drop litter and choose to make this beautiful country full of well it's a swear word he disclosed that he routinely stops people who discard their rubbish and that nine times out of ten they apologize and take it away nine times out of ten what does the tenth person do Well, you may remember uh, a while ago, we sent out uh, Kelly Betts to um, drop some litter and to see if anybody picked her up for not picking it up. This is what happened. So here I go then. I'm walking down the streets of Luton. I've got my chocolate bar wrapper with me. I'm going to drop it in front of somebody and see if they tell me to pick it up. Are you going to pick the litter up? Yeah, yeah, I'll pick that up. Why did you Why did you say to tell me to pick up the litter? It's pretty brave of you. Because you're leaving rubbish on the floor and you're making a mess in Luton. It's pretty... It's pretty messy anyway, so we should look after it. Excuse me, if you pick that up, please. You shouldn't drop litter on the floor. Sorry. I can't hold off. Well, when I dropped litter then, you just stood there and you allowed me to drop it. Why didn't you tell me off? It's up to you, really. But then some people would say that if you dropped it, then you're creating a job for somebody else to pick it up. So you think it's, it's almost a good thing if I drop litter so that it gives someone a job to pick it up? Yeah, because if we pay our council the tax and stuff like that, so we give them a job. Yeah, we've got people in place who will pick it up anyway. Yeah, that's right. Don't worry about it. We've got people in, in the place who will pick it up anyway. Uh, well, most people. Uh, did intervene and say, uh, pick it up. Well, that we thought that maybe was because she's a, 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 a petite young woman. Now, if we send out a big, hairy, sweaty, smelly, unpleasant, ugly, filthy, dirty, mm. foul-mouthed, abusive, it's unusual. pretentious... unusual. You're in the studio, aren't you? ...reporter like Justin Dealey, would the effect be the same. Well, Justin, you've been out dropping litter this morning. Yes, do you know what, uh, Ian, how would I describe myself? Uh, six foot four, ripped. So, I went out this morning with a large coffee cup, and I randomly just threw that onto the streets of Luton. Would people pick me up? Here's what happened. Madam, can I ask you one quick question? From Ian Lee's show... You just saw me throw some litter on the floor there. Can I ask you why you didn't stop me? I thought that was very rude. I looked for a dustbin. I couldn't find one. If there was one, I would have told you to put it in the bin. But there's nothing here. You see? But when you saw me do that, did it make you feel quite angry, quite frustrated? Yes, it did. Mm. Yes, it did, because we were trying so much to make this city clean. This town, Luton town, very clean. And then somebody comes and just throws rubbish around. So if there had been a bin, you would have said, Oi, what do you think you're doing? Pick that yes, up, put it in definitely. the bin. Exactly. I would have done that. Good for you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Madam, can I ask you one quick question from Three Counties Radio? I just threw a coffee cup on the floor, but you didn't say, Why'd you do that? Can I ask why? Um, I don't know. I noticed that you did it. Mm. So why didn't you stop me? <laughs> well, you don't have to stop me. I'm just asking what, what, why you didn't. I suppose that like the confrontation. Can I ask you one quick question from Ian Lee's show, Three Counties Radio? Doing a feature about litter this morning. Sorry, Just drop that coffee cup. 
You didn't ask me to pick it up. Can I ask why? This is your business, I suppose, isn't it? You get in trouble very easy, so... I wouldn't do it, basically, so there you go. Is it because you worry about confrontation and you think, do you know what, it's just not worth it, I don't know who he is, let him do what he wants. And I'm about to go to work, so I don't need the hassle there. There you go, do you know what I mean? Well, completely different from what happened with Kelly. The majority of people stopped her and and had a word and said, excuse me, that's a bit Mm. rude. Yep. Um, And they they told her off. I think it's all down to people's perception, you know. I think if if people see a picture of Kelly, she's about five foot, she's petite, you know, attractive young girl, whereas me going out onto the streets, that's a comp, by the way, me going out onto the streets, what, you know, six foot, look a bit dodgy, people just think, you know what, it's not worth the hassle. And, personally, I would go along with that. If I saw somebody dropping litter, you know, is it going to be my place to get involved in uh, confrontation, potential? Row. Um, it's got nothing to do with me. If they, if they want to drop litter no. and behave like an idiot, well, why should that involve me? No, it has, no, I understand what you're saying about the confrontation. That to one side. Mm. It has got everything to do with you. It's got everything to do with me because this is our, uh, this is our environment and we are jointly responsible for making sure our environment is as pleasant as it can be. No, I agree. I agree. I think, you know, if, if somebody was in serious trouble, you, you would like to think that you would intervene. But if somebody is going to be chucking litter on the floor that probably tells you what sort of person they are and do you really want to get involved probably not all right i tell you what would you do a little experiment with me yes for the rest of this week if you or i spot people dropping litter we go and say something to them yeah that's fine are you up me. for that yeah absolutely and then on friday we reconvene and we kind of see what the reaction's been what reconvene what in the uh, a&e you mean well <laughs> you, you never know just make sure you've got your running shoes on all week absolutely now a quick update as well from Luton train station yes. this morning we have been talking to passengers uh, a lot of them Ian turning up this morning here uh, saying why is my train cancelled well there's a storm some people are saying what storm it seems fine to me um, first capital connect said yesterday that all their trains will be cancelled until nine o'clock at the earliest this morning uh, that has changed. I've been back into the train station. Uh, the TV screen's there saying, Morning, Network Rail has declared a high risk of trees and debris falling onto railway lines. FCC will not run any trains until further notice. Once wow. those lines do reopen, we are going to be running a much reduced service and urge passengers to check before they travel. We are advising passengers uh, not to travel unless it's absolutely necessary. Now, when I spoke to the people here at the train station, I said, Any ideas when the trains might? start rerunning they said no we can't give you any kind of estimate here just until further notice all trains on first capsule connect they have been cancelled wow okay justin thank you very much for that oh eight four five nine four double five five double five keep listening to bbc three counties radio throughout the day for updates on uh, the storm and how it's affecting uh, the travel dennis is in dunstable good morning dennis good morning Nick. is the storm affecting you not in any other than watching the trees on both sides of the house. Uh, not not locally. There's a school right opposite Millvale School Academy, and they've got a massive tree in the centre of the school, and it's waving about like mad. Luckily, there's no kids there. Yes. Also, outside the front entrance, there's a chestnut tree, and all the chestnuts are falling off. How can you tell the difference between a, a horse chestnut and a conker? A, a horse, a horse chestnut is a conker. Well. Well, no, you can't eat conkers, but you can eat horse chestnuts. No, no, a, a yes, horse yes. chestnut is a conker. Conkers are poisonous. The ordinary chestnut is a eating. It's a, it's a hairy thing, whereas a conker is mm. a great big solid thing with just a few spikes sticking out, blunt spikes. Yes, you're talking the about the casing, of course. Chestnuts are, are hairy things. Okay, so okay, so uh, how do you tell the difference between a chestnut and a conker? By eating it. 
Well, but I don't want to eat a poisonous bit of wood. Well, a conker is usually round, and a chestnut is usually flat-sided right. and once flat-sided. All right, mate, calm down, calm down. I'm just trying to find out. Hey, s- I'm not getting on to you. Well, it sounds like I'm, you're getting on to no, me. No, I did. You got on to me this morning. I was sat here quite happily reading the paper when Kelly rang me to ask you to speak to you. You know, I'd say, I begin to wonder now. It's, um, I don't want to take your job over. You're a smashing chap. No, under, no, no, I wouldn't. What? You'd, you'd do a damn good job. You're, you're, you're muttering to yourself now like a lunatic. Have we finally lost you to the other side, no, Dennis? No, no, it's my missus who's muttering in the Oh, back, is she in now. the background? Yes. What, Wynne? Can I speak to Wynne? Yes, just a minute. I'm going to speak to Wynne. He wants to speak. This is exciting. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, hello, Wynne. Hello. You all right, love? Are you all right, she said. Why do you put up with Dennis? You can do better than that. <laughs> Why do you put up with me? Listen, we've been together for 64 years. Let her so. go, Dennis. Let her go. No, no. Let my, her be free. No, 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 no. She is the best win I ever had. OK. Well, th- 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And it's nice to finally put a voice uh, to the mysterious win. That's right. Dennis, wrap up warm. We'll speak to you later. Thank you very much. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. There we go. Oh, 08459-455-555. I say later. Later on tomorrow at the earliest juncture. Last 15 minutes of the show coming up. Uh, we need your calls as to how you've been affected. Your journeys to work, your back garden, your house, uh, and any photos you've got as well. You can post the photos on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You could send them to me, ian.lee, at bbc.co.uk, and you can give us a call as well. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, I'm being told now that all children trains into London are suspended until uh, until at least 9.45 because of fallen trees. I suspect it will possibly be uh, a little bit longer than that, but keep listening to BBC Three Counties Radio radio and we'll give you the latest updates well we started off laughing in the face of the storm it turns out it did kick in and boy did it kick in we're hearing from uh, lots of you this morning about damage to your property and damage to your cars and uh, lots of you have tried to get into work but haven't the trains have been cancelled no trains into london 08459 455 555 is the phone number if you want to give us a call susie's in milton Keynes. good morning susie Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm very, very well, Susie. How are you doing d- during the storm? Fine. I haven't been outside before. I just took one look out the window and thought, right, that's it, I'm stopping in. It's uh, it, it's one of those days, isn't it, Susie, where if you have the opportunity, you look out, you see the, the grey skies, the rain battering down, the wind, you think, do you know what, I'm quite happy to sit by the radio or watch a bit of TV all day. Exactly. So all these people complaining, and all I want to say is, Ian, I'm on your side, mate. They keep saying that last caller you had was trying to have a go at you. Oh, and yes. I don't think that you need to have a go need having a go at. Oh, look. You're, you know, they all have a go at you, thinking you're a, an upstart and everything, and you're not. I'm the lady that phoned in before about... I was the one that fell in the biffer bin. <laughs> you, now, if, if I remember correctly... Yeah. You are, are, you, are you four foot nine or something? No, four foot eleven and a half. I apologise, two and a half inches off. Yeah. Just, those two and a half inches are, are vital. Just remind us what happened to you, Susie. Yeah, I, I fell in the biffer bin... It was in inside a bit of bin that was outside, at, well, at the back of a charity shop. 
and there was a bag that I wanted to get at the bottom and I tried to get into it and I fell in it and I, I tried to get out and I looked like a little meerkat and trying to get out of this bin and, and this cop had come around the corner and I said, excuse me and he, he was looking everywhere and he finally spotted me and he helped me out and he dropped me because he was laughing that much. So hang on a second, you're stuck in a biffer bin, you're, you're a little yeah. makeup going, help! Yeah. Oh, I'm only little! I'm only little! And then the copper comes along, and he's wondering where this mysterious voice is coming from. Yes. He sees you, and he lifts you out. How, how, how did he drop you, Susie? Basically, he was laughing that much. Oh, gosh. Oh, we were just both in hysterics, and he just dropped me. But you manage, you're not calling from the Biffabin now, are you? It sounds a bit angry. No, I'm not. No, no I'm, I'm out of that now. That's, that's I'm, right. in, I'm in my house. I'm safe. Don't that's worry. Awesome. And is it a proper proper house you live in? A full-size house? Yes. Okay. Well, it's a little bungalow. Okay. All right. Fine. Well, that's fair. Yeah. You, and you've not fallen in any bin since, have you, Susie? No, I haven't, darling. Well, listen, I, I, always, right. I always appreciate your calls. I will never tire of hearing <laughs> you tell me that story. It's the most <laughs> wonderful story. You stay in. You keep yourself nice and warm. Yes, I will. And I don't want any of your listeners having a go at you because some of them do. Well, uh, listen. But I don't think they understand you, Ian. I don't think they do. You understand me, don't you, Susie? I understand you. We have Because we're both, I think we're both cuckoo. There we go, you see. Susie, thank you very much indeed. This is very kind of it. Listeners phoning up and defending me. That's a first. Margaret's in Nebworth. Morning, Margaret. Good morning. H- are you affected by power cuts? Yes, we are. Oh. Our power's been off for about nearly two hours oh. now. So I, w- I was phoning really to say that you've, you've probably not got so many listeners this morning because uh, we can't turn the radios on. But we managed to find some batteries that fitted our radio, so it's on. And I've also got a contingency plan telephone that doesn't need power either. Oh, like an old-fashioned proper phone you plug in the wall. Yes, I keep it it as a spare for when the power goes off. But I'd like to say about that lady that was just on that fell in the bin, the policeman probably was comparing her to a meerkat. Yes, he probably was. Oh, poor, she, poor love. I feel so... <laughs> poor Susie. She said she looked like a mick. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, but I, I, I don't know if I, how happy I'd be if a policeman were rescuing me and he were laughing so much he dropped me. <laughs> very naughty. Margaret, listen, thank you very much indeed. Oh, Margaret, have you got candles out? Uh, no, but it's not dark, oh, is okay, it? But okay. it's, um, yeah, I tried to phone my doctor because I'm supposed to be making an appointment to see the nurse. Yeah. But the doctor's phone isn't on in our village, which I think they ought to have a contingency plan down there for when the phones go off. Oh, yeah, they should do. They mm. should do. Margaret, thank you very much. Uh, for that, well, how is the storm affecting you, dear listener? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. So say that again. Sorry, what was that, Catherine? We've got a final count from Andy the Tree Man. Oh, Andy the Tree. Now, Andy is uh, remind us what Andy's been up to, Catherine. He's been doing a good job today, hasn't he's he? He's been trying to get into work himself, but he's got a chainsaw, so he's been clearing trees from the road. Which is, which I think is brilliant. He's not been ignoring things. He's, he's been doing chopping through like Prince Valiant. He's, he's well, Andy's on the line now. Good morning, Andy. Oh, I'm on the Emerson Road. Out. We've got our care home here, Chesham Boys Manor. We've got a huge 
huge oak trees falling right over the Amersham Road, hanging about 10 foot above the road. So we've got half the road clear now. I've got a man on traffic control, keep the traffic flowing, and I've got one, two, four men here cleaning the debris now with chainsaws. So we should have the road open entirely in about 20 minutes, I'd say. So, Andy, what do you normally do for a living? I'm a landscape manager for B&M Care Homes. Beautiful. Well, well done you for, for A, doing a cracking job, and B, well, it, getting it, it, off your it, backside it, and helping. It is for all the team. Jim McGee, Gary, all, all, the, all the men here, they've done a fantastic job. Really have. Well, we, 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 the people of Beds, Hearts and Bucks, Andy, they appreciate the effort that you're putting in in clearing up the streets. He's like those kind souls that, um, you know when it's snowing, and you get to see cars stuck in your street and they, they're spinning away? I go out and push. I'm one of the ones that goes out and pushes them. I got put my wellies on and I'll spend an hour outside pushing cars. It's a nice thing to do. We've kind of lost. We've kind of lost people doing that, haven't we? Going out and helping. Well done, Andy. He spent the morning chopping down trees. Um, oh, who's this we got on the line now, Catherine? Look, it's Michelle from First Capital Connect with, a, with an update. Uh, we spoke to her earlier on, didn't we? Michelle from First Capital Connect. Michelle, what's the latest? Hi, I've just come off a call. Um, we've There is damage to the lines and there's still severe weather over our route, so what we're saying to our passengers is gonna be, there's going to be no trains until further notice. Okay. And you, you have no idea You have no idea what, what time that, that could be? 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock, you've got no... No, we can't give any more information at this stage, I'm afraid. We just need to get the lines cleared. So, okay. yeah, that's the information we give our passengers. Okay, so obviously keep listening to BBC Three Counties Radio for updates on that. Uh, uh, and um, the, the, where can people... The, what, what's the website, Michelle, so people can come have a look at uh, uh, your website? It's firstcapitalconnect.co.uk, and we'll keep that up to date. So if people can check there, or if they're on Twitter, they can follow us at, at first. FCC. Just to say and, that again, uh, Michelle, your line dropped out. What's the Twitter name? It's at FCC. At so FCC. they can follow us on Twitter as well. Brilliant. Listen, I appreciate you getting back in, back in touch. You see other train companies that didn't want to come on today? That's how you do it. You find out what's going on. You don't wait for us to hassle your press department. You phone up and tell us. Thank you very much, Michelle. So, um, it looks like the trains are scuppered until further notice. I suspect, this is just me, that's going to go until kind of mid-afternoon, I would have thought. Do keep listening, though, to BBC Three Counties Radio. I know Jonathan will uh, pick up the baton uh, after, after me at nine o'clock and will let you know what's going on. You can also, throughout the day, share your stories of uh, what's happening and how it's affected you uh, by going to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Uh, and uh, it'd be nice maybe if you could post some of your pictures up there and, and let us know what's happening. And you can email throughout the day as well, 3CR at bbc.co.uk. And whoever is in charge, I use that term loosely, and by saying that I'm implying that at the moment, Catherine, we're in charge. It's worrying, isn't it? Yeah. Really. Could be worse, could be Dealey in charge. Imagine what the output would be. We should give Dealey the station for 24 hours. Do you think there'd be much left? Probably not. Probably a bad idea. I don't think he'd get many comps or much feedback of a positive nature on that. Well, that's it. That's your lot. Thank you, everyone, who took part today. It's one of those shows that local radio was meant for, where you are the reporters and you do the job better than any of us could. Do keep listening to BBC Three Counties Radio throughout the day to get the latest on the travel and what's happening in your area. JBS is up next. Until tomorrow at six, from me, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.